Next. 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 What's next? Three hours. The top ten stories of the week. According to them. El Jefe. And J-Dubs. Next is now. I'm El Jefe, and I think a study saying chicks prefer effeminate guys is bullshit. I'm J-Dubs, and I know that's why you have a girlfriend and I don't. You half a femme. How'd you turn that around on me? I'm the one getting pussy. What's up? It's good to be back. Well, it looks like one. I cut you down the middle. Boom. Welcome to Next. Will one of these headlines be the number one story of the week? Extra jail time for running a batch? Whites becoming a minority? Mm. Two different stories of self-castration. The details in these stories, where they will rank on this week's top ten, are next with us, El Jefe and J-Dubs. Of course, we used to host The Hideout uh, on Real Radio 104.1 and 106.7 WJFK. Real Radio in Orlando, JFK in Washington, D.C. We did the terrestrial version of this show in New York City for a couple of weeks, and we've also been doing a podcast, or what we call a next cast. Incredible amount of downloads on that. So you can get those next casts, which we continue to do, by going to our MySpace page. Add us as a friend. Uh, we love the XM Nation love. That is MySpace.com slash Next Radio. You can get the entire Hideouts library, and people are downloading and listening a day at a time. Yeah, it's, they love uh, it. It's kind of nuts how many people have brought up some old stuff to me from uh, the full library of the Hideout on HideoutHeretics.net. It's there or NextRadioFans.com. You can do it there. Uh, we want to thank the support of all the web boards, too. FullBlownAids.com, WackBag, uh, RonFez.net. Everyone has been fantastic. And, of course, right up front, a big thank you to our buddies Ron and Fez, whom we used to work with at 106.7 WJFK in Washington, D.C. Dubs, it's a countdown of the top ten stories of the week. According to us, of course, we start with number ten. Next. Next. Story number ten. Britney Spears accuses her mom of sleeping with Kevin Federline. Wow. It comes from a reputable source, Star Magazine, as they say that the battle between mom and daughter has become even more heated minute by minute, fueled by a claim that her mom slept with her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. Now, are they saying this happened during the relationship, after the relationship? Because if it happened after, all bets are off, and I, I take my hat off to K-Fed. You're right. If it happens once they've divorced... Yeah, I mean, you left him. Let your mom get a piece. The bitter feud between Britney and mom has been raging for a while. Sources say the singer blames her mother for talking her into rehab... Uh, last February, of course, just an awful thing for a mother to do, and things have gotten nastier ever since. It actually ended up in a slap fest where they were hitting each other. The other fantastic thing about this, and quite honestly why we should all care, is because at some point or another, we all wanted to bang Britney Spears, especially mm -hmm. when the very first song came out and she's running around in that Catholic school outfit. You've seen stars over the course of time disintegrate right before your eyes. Yeah, and this one, maybe, she might be one of the tops of just imploding after she can't handle the fame, the money, and uh, everything that came along with it of a childhood. Cause, because she wasn't she wasn't a pure child when she became really famous, but she was young enough not to know what to do with it. Right. I mean, even going back to her days as a, as a kid in the Disney, I mean, and then moving up to becoming a pop star, and just watching... 
it all turned with that one kiss with Madonna and Madonna's weird kryptonite saliva mm-hmm. and what it turned her into. It's been fantastic. And I know personally I am not going to be happy if she somehow gets her shit together because I need to see this girl go the way of Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah, she can't go the way of a Kirk Cameron where he uh, finds God. You know, if she found God, we wouldn't care anymore. If she found God, became an actual good girl, be like, ah, screw it. It's not fun anymore. Not interested. We need to watch you die to make us feel better about ourselves because we'll never have the money or the fame that you have. But we like to see you squander and uh, waste it. It is the absolute American way. According to a friend, uh, she can't cope with anything. She cries and says that everyone's against her, that she's uh, very paranoid. (laughs) Oops, I wonder why. She goes out and buys puppies because she thinks they're going to fulfill some desperate need inside her. But the thrill is short-lived, so she goes back and gets another. Then she goes hold on, out. hold on. I want to uh, get her involved in the Michael Vick case. I think she might be the supplier of these uh, pit bull puppies. She's from the South, dude. You know she's been to a dog fight in her life. Of course. And uh, she goes out drinking, clubbing. None of it's helping. It's obviously worse. K-Fed has come out of this like a shining star. We all thought he was the ass fuck who was bringing her down. Little did we know she needed a dirt stash to keep her ass in check. It's like Iraq. They needed Saddam to keep him in line. She needed K-Fed to keep, him, keep her in line because, you remember, uh, we were thinking he was an ass because he uh, had a whole thing where when she was out at a restaurant, he would call ahead to that restaurant and tell them, do not feed her dessert. She doesn't need it. Yeah, and... Who knew? He was absolutely right. He knew that she could not handle herself around temptation, around uh, uh, situations of you know decision-making. So he had to make the decisions for her, and he did a good job while he was doing it. And he knew that she needed to sell albums to keep the gravy train rolling. How are you going to do that when you're having pie all the time? How are you going to do that if you're fat? It's always been amazing to me, and I guess this kind of is proof positive. When you see that dirt stash, mm-hmm. that asshole, you're thinking, how did that guy who doesn't shave and is always wearing a throwback jersey, how did he get that hot-ass chick? It turns out that hot-ass chick needs someone to put her in check, and that's the only guy that'll do it. Normal guys like you and I will be a couple of pussies, and we're like, man, we'll never get some ass this hot. Uh, you do whatever you want. Be whatever you want. Go out. Go club. This motherfucker's saying, hey, bitch, you're going to stay home tonight. You're going to take care of the kids, and I'm going to go work on my album now, that no you, one's going to listen to. Now, how do you think uh, uh, Timberlake feels about this? I, If I was Timberlake, I'd feel terrific. Yeah, no, and he hopped off of that one at the right time. And the other thing, too, is it depends on where you are. Are you the kind of person that likes to see your ex oh, yeah. go down in flames? Oh, yeah. Or see me... As much as, you know, I always occasionally will talk shit about my ex-wife, I want nothing but the best for her. I really don't want anything for my exes. I, w- I would like to see them die soon after we were uh, broken up. So it kind of seems like, oh, karma got her. Right. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he's happy. You know, I, I find the irony in that he is living the life that she thought she would be at this point. He's doing very well in movies and acting. He uh, he's owns a restaurant in New York. What else does he do? He uh, His albums are selling like crazy. He's a star. I mean, he's, yeah, I he's mean, probably he's, one of the biggest pop stars out there. Yeah, he has his hands in everything, and he is successful in all that. 
what Brittany and all of us thought she would be at this point. You know, she had the, the head start on this. He was a part of a boy band, which are a joke, and he came out ahead. Let me tell you what's so great about this, too. All of us have seen hot chicks that we really, really wanted to get with. Never mind the fact that she's Britney Spears and she's mm. a superstar. Let's say it's high school, or let's say it's college, or let's say it's the chick that is at your work, and she's a hot-ass chick, and she has that asshole dirt stash boyfriend. And you always wanted to get with her. She would never give you the time of day. You didn't exist in, your, in her world. You were nothing, essentially, mm-hmm. to her. Then all of a sudden, what happens? Dirt Stash knocks her up. Yep. And then Dirt Stash doesn't pull out again. And then before you know it, it's your 10-year reunion, and this chick has a fucking gut, a beer gut, and you're looking at her. She's got, she's got the varicose veins, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, I almost... I, I wanted to be in this girl's world. Look at her now. You know She's a mess. She, and she's I'm a, a fucking mess, and I, I'm over her. And that's what's also so great about this is that Britney symbolizes uh, Laura from my high school <laughs> and Mandy from my high school and Amy from my high The whole fucking South Grand Prairie cheerleading squad, here it is summed up in one fucking pop star, and I love it. You know, I I feel kind of bad for Britney, because it doesn't seem like she ever wanted everything that she got. Like, she didn't want to be as big as she was. Fuck her, do kids want to be born, and do they want to come out of Zimbabwe? Do they want to be born in Darfur? No. But I think that's why she's handling it so poorly. You know, I think that's why she doesn't, if she wanted all this, she would have prepared herself for the aftermath of what could happen. Because it's happened time and time again. You can see it go on, and people are there to warn you about this stuff, but she wasn't prepared for it at all. Now, this Britney thing got me thinking, because then I also heard somewhere, too, where Nicole Richie is, got knocked up and is mm-hmm. pregnant by her boyfriend in Good Charlotte. Yeah, and I, now I'm hearing that they're fighting. So, anyway, usually I could give two fucks about them, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking to myself, okay, you're in good Charlotte, decent band, you know, it has, it's had some success. You're going to ride bareback with Nicole <laughs> Richie? You're not going to dome it whenever you're having sex with her after everything that's ever come out about her? That's not a chick that I'd want to want to roll bareback with. I, I think both of them are made for each other in the non-bareback department. If you're with the guy from Good Charlotte, you know he's been with some skanks. You ask him to wear a condom. If you're with Nicole Richie, you know where she's been. She's been to every club and every yeah. you know DJ has been inside of her. You wear a condom with her. I think both of them are retards, though, and they don't know, hey, I don't need to feel the skin inside me. So from, from now on... It's an interesting way to put it. From now on, because it's so technical. <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetracked. But from now on, whenever you look at a famous person, I want you to ask yourself a question. Mm-hmm. Dome or no dome? Anna, or, uh, Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> no dome. I think every every kind of disease is dead in her, and uh, and there's no uh, problem with knocking her up. Anna Nicole Spears. Yeah. Do you dome it or no? <sighs> Because now's the time to get in there, do a little seed, spread a little seed, and get some of the money. Now, well, I mean, her money is being spread thin between, uh, you know, the babies. The only and all. thing that's thin on her, besides yeah. her hair. Uh, I say dome. Yeah, I dome it with Brittany. I dome it with uh, Nicole, Nicole Richie. Uh, Lohan is also in the news. Do you dome that one? No. No, I uh, I let her ride in there. 
You don't I, worry? I want to knock her up. There's something I've I've had the hots for. But it's for not quite even just about knocking up. Like I'm also wondering about disease. Oh, I don't care about that. Yeah, I'll be with you on Lohan. That's one that I think I'd be willing to take a bullet on. Yeah. Pepsi, whatever. I fucked Lindsay Lohan. By the way, not saying that she has it. This is a, compu- a purely hypothetical situation. Mm. Dome or no dome. Paris Hilton? Dome. Yeah, dome it. Absolutely. Scarlett Johansson? No dome. Without a doubt, no dome. She looks too pure. All right. How about this? We take it to the next level when you know dome. Would you eat it? I would eat it. Scarlett Johansson, no, no doubt. without a doubt. I'm going for the butt. No. I'm, I'm doing the whole thing, dude. No. I'm, I'm going all the way. If I'm already oh. down there, why not scoot down a couple more inches? It's because Scarlett Johansson, dude. I never lick the butt, and I never would lick the butt. I don't care who it is. I'm I, not having my tongue up an ass. I do it all the time. I do it with girlfriends, so I certainly could do it with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Angelina Jolie, dome or no dome? Dome. I'm still... I have an odd It's fucking, skin. What do yeah, you want? I, I just had an odd picture of you licking an asshole. And I want to know, do the balls ever get in the way? I'm wondering if you, know, you ever have to scoot them up a little bit while you're doing it. Um, see, here's, the, here's one. I would probably, I know I would dome with Ann Coulter. Because I bet her pussy secretes battery acid. I look at that Skeletor bitch and I'm thinking, uh-uh. I don't know if she's got anything, but I'm thinking to myself, I ain't taking a chance. She's evil. I don't, I don't even think it's battery acid. I just think it's like shark teeth. You know, I, I don't see really any kind of skin or vagina down there. It's just sharp bones. I just imagine if she gets wet and a, there's a drip, it's like fucking aliens. And all of a sudden the concrete's just on fire. Condi Rice... Uh, no comment. Next. 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 Story number nine. China bans insensitive birth control slogans. They say that they want to put an end to the crude and insensitive slogans promoting the country's one-child family planning policy, such as raise fewer babies, but more piggies, which have stoked anger in rural areas, according to state media. It's a 28-year-old family planning uh, policy that limits most urban couples to just one child and allows some facilities in the countryside to have a second child if their first is a girl. I gotta say I'm down with the one-child thing. Yeah, I'm really sick of... uh families in america the like four children families where they go to the mall or to a restaurant well what about the assholes just, no one can they can't handle them anymore what about the assholes uh, last week it was their 17th kid in arkansas it was a family 17 kids and then they're saying you know what here in a couple months we're gonna shoot for 18 why and it's by what the do way you need him for that completely racial because you know if it was a black family or a Mexican family, there would be jokes and people would be pissed. But these fucking crackers do it, and they're all over ABC News like it's something it's to be a, proud of. It's a great story because they're donating to the war. I think it's wonderful. I, we need more bodies over there. How many children do you want, Dubs? I, I have no want to pass my genes on. They are fucked up. Hmm. I know my family's messed up. I haven't seen one normal person come out of it. Why pass it on? If I ever did get a kid, it would... Get a kid? Well, I wouldn't have it. I would adopt. Oh, would you? Yeah, I'm if thinking, I ever did. I'm thinking I maybe want one or two, but I don't know if I want to go much further beyond that. And I do want to have children, I've decided. Of your point. own? Yeah. Why do you need your genes to be passed on? Dude, how look at this hairline. <laughs> look at this hairline and look at this guy. I have to pass that along to the next generation. You need someone else to be called a fat fuck? 
God damn, toothless dog. <laughs> um, so uh, among the slogans that were also forbidden, one more baby means one more tomb. And such slogans are often found painted on roadside buildings in rural areas. The Planning Commission issued a list of about 190 acceptable slogans, such as Mother Earth is too tired to sustain more children. Both boys and girls are parents' hearts. Um, I got to say, along with this, too, mm. they're right about the Mother Earth thing being too tired. I think we're incredibly overpopulated, and the idea of population control, while I think you should have a choice, I think population control is a, is a good thing for the most part. Well, I don't think anybody should be forced to have kids. I don't think people should be forced not to have kids. I think there should be some kind of uh, common sense about it, but people don't have that. I, I just have a hard time saying, let's force what I think is best for the world onto other people when it comes to procreation. Even though I have no want to do it, and I hate kids, and I hate seeing them around, I don't want to force it on people. See, I'm torn, because... On one hand, I'm such a believer in choice, especially when it comes to your reproductive body. On the other hand, I see humanity, mm -hmm. and I see the dumb fucks that are out there. Mind you, over the last two days, I have family in town, so I've been to the beach and two different water, uh, a water park and a theme park. Mm -hmm. So I've seen a good cross-section of America, and I've especially seen them with their little dolt children, Ugh. and I don't know that the incredibly obese mother feeding her two-year-old, you know, french fries and funnel cake and chicken fingers, I don't know that she needs to go ahead and have another three more children. I don't think so either, and I, I just don't understand why or how they don't understand that themselves. I don't see why everybody thinks that they're that important that that for some reason that their children are going to be out be growing up to be something great because your children are going to be a carbon copy of your loser ass. That's basically what it's going to be. So if you want another loser walking around that's like you, fine, have one. Don't have fifty fucking losers. Do you think people are able to step back and evaluate themselves on that level to say, you know, I uh, I don't think I should procreate like you like you've done. Yeah, I I know I shouldn't. I mean, if it happens because I'm an idiot and, you know... I, but see, I don't think the stupid... I think that's what makes them stupid. They don't have the power of self-evaluation. Because if they did, then they wouldn't be stupid. Yeah, but, I mean, I, 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 I'm I, an idiot at times because, you know, I'll... Uh, a condom will break and I'll act like it didn't. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. And, you know, I may accidentally have a kid and I wouldn't be pissed off about it. Right now I would because I'm not making any money. But right now, I'd have to get an abortion. As much as I want a kid, there's no way that I'd be able to. By the way, uh, yesterday for the first time in a long time, rode bareback. Oh no! Yeah. Well, I mean, I pulled out and everything, but still, yeah, that, that still gives me a uh, a little chill down my spine when. Well, I, she's on the pill. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. I think she <laughs> says. Oh, I never shit. trust that either. I never trust one. It's yeah. my living girlfriend. I'd assume. I don't care. I but I never see ex. her with a pill, though. <laughs> I've never seen that little box anywhere, and I think about it. You'd think I'd see one. Dubs, you're going to be an uncle. Uh-oh. You had some more of these slogans at the Chinese? Uh, yeah, the the Chinese are banning slogans on their... Story number nine here, next on XM. Yeah, one of them was one more baby, one more tomb. Another one, boy, girl, doesn't matter. Americans can't tell the difference. Uh, they all cost the same on a sex trip. That's uh, one of their slogans that they banned. Well, isn't that the truth? 
uh, because of all the abortions happening, because people don't want a girl or a boy, so they uh, want another try. They've been some uh, abortion-type slogans with them. Uh, if you don't like the results, Ben Watt. Like, they know who Benoit is. <laughs> hey, he's a national star. Chinese love wrestling. I thought it was the Japanese. Whatever. Uh, fewer children mean uh, fewer chances for the next tub girl, which is a good thing. Uh, miscarriages. That mis- po- you got to think, that tub girl, she was probably born in Asia. Her parents didn't want her. They put her in a little basket because they wanted a boy so bad. And then now, thanks to that, we have tub girl. Well, they put her in a basket. She messed all over herself, and she just has flashbacks. So she needs to sit in a tub and defecate all over herself. Uh, another one. Miscarriages. Discover the mystery. All right. Ooh. Hangers. They're not just for clothes anymore. Of course not. Next. Next. Story. Number eight. Number eight. The New York City Council, which drew national headlines when it passed a symbolic citywide ban earlier this year on the use of the so-called N-word, has now turned its uh, glance or Mm. its uh, attention toward a different slur, bitch. According to Darlene Mealy of Brooklyn, the term is hateful and deeply sexist. It also creates a paradigm of shame and indignity for all women. And she says, enough with it. Now, also, too, some New Yorkers are like, hey, this is stupid. Why are we even doing this? When did New York become San Francisco East? I don't think it's New York. I, th- I just think it's like the uh, downtown areas and everything. I think there's just like a, uh, there, there's so many people. This chick's from Brooklyn, though. She's not. She's, she represents Brooklyn, but she doesn't represent them accurately. I guarantee it. Um, but uh, there's so many different types of people in New York. And a lot of them want to be a part of a group, so they join these special interest groups to protect their people. And then you get, you know, when you get all these special interest groups in one place, they see one uh, group like uh, like Al Sharpton's group getting some headlines over the N word. So, uh oh, I can get some uh, headlines over bitch. I can get something over uh, over racial slur for Asian. I can get something for you know any slur at all. And it tends to be more about getting my own name out there, like this councilwoman. She's just trying to get her name out there because there's not anything going to be done with the word bitch. You see that New York has done the stupid shit like they want to ban... Well, they've banned the trans fats. Mm -hmm. They wanted to ban people from walking down the street with an iPod. You can't smoke barely anywhere. I didn't realize that New York has become such a nanny city. And in turn, a ninny city. You know what I mean? And that it is San Francisco East. Because you think New York, man. You think rough, tough. You think in Queens. You think in Brooklyn. You think in, hey, don't tell us what the fuck to do. But now, all of a sudden, they took down a radio station. New York allowed uh, a radio station to be taken down twice. That was built for New Yorkers and with that kind of rough, gruff, in-your-face guy attitude. And what happened to that shit, you know? Everybody rolls over now. It's becoming, and New York is becoming a mirror for that, a nation of fucking pussies. We we can't uh, handle people saying words about us anymore. The fact that fucking Orlando has an FM talk station and New York can't hold on to one, what does that say about the mentality of rolling over? It drives me fucking batty. And maybe because it affected us personally, but motherfucker, come on. Uh, the measure of ni- uh, 19 of the 51 council members have signed on to was prompted in part by the frequent word in hip-hop music. Ten rappers cited in the legislation, along with an excerpt from an 1811 dictionary that defined the word as a she-dog or doggess. 
the most offensive uh, name that can be given to an English woman? An 1811 dictionary. They had to go back almost 200 years to cite literature to show how offensive this word is. Which isn't even offensive anymore. I thought women took this word back. The only word they haven't been able to shake yet is cunt. Well, Meredith Brooks, 1997, has a number one hit called Bitch. Mm-hmm. That was essentially taking the word back. Which, by the way, when I was working at Mix 100 Music Fixes, Maverick, in Lubbock, Texas, we couldn't say it's Meredith Brooks with Bitch. We could just say, here's Meredith Brooks on Mix but, 100. But she would say bitch over and over again yeah. in the song? Constantly. We didn't beep out the word. Of course not. That would be stupid. Yet, here's a number one hit on a female-targeted format that's being said over and over. But now, fucking ten years later, we're redoing this. It's it's ludicrous, to be honest. Is ludicrous one of the uh, rappers cited? I'm sure he is. His stuff is misogynistic, uh, if you think about it. And didn't Two Live Crew, by the way, also already deal with this shit, too? Didn't they already pretty much take the bullet for rappers? Aren't they the messiah of I, rappers? I don't think anybody's going to be able to uh, you know, get away from this. It comes back like, like herpes. Every four years, we have to deal with uh, some fucking groups trying to ban words, which seems like the most un-American thing you could ever want to do. She even readily admits, this uh, councilwoman, that it's not enforceable, but thinks it will have a symbolic power, uh, you know, as far as getting stuff done and people not using it. If it's not enforceable, what's the point other than you trying to grandstand and get your name out there further so you can move on to representing a bigger faction of people? Uh not the way they should be represented because I guarantee most of the people in your area do not care about this issue that you're putting so much time into. In Brooklyn, they don't give a fuck whether or not you're saying the word bitch. No. It's just not happening. Dubs, what are some more hurtful words? We said one of them earlier for me. Uh, fat fuck. There's, there's nothing that stings me worse than being called a fat fuck because this asshole when I was in the sixth grade Toothless Doug, my first day at Truman Middle School, I'm sitting there with my tight husky jeans and my zebra shoes and my Batman shirt, and he walks by and he's like, nice Batman shirt, you fat fuck. (laughs) And it just keeps walking by. What was your reaction? I'm like, fuck this town. I want to move back to Midland. I know you didn't say anything, though. No, of course not. Did your head automatically just drop down like, oh, man, here's the next, you know, how many years of my life. This is the rest of my life (laughs) with Toothless Doug, who, by the way, was in the eighth grade for the third time, uh, saying that to me. That's dumb. So let's well, of ban that. Because you're, you're talking about it how many, 14 years later? Yeah, it's still sticking. <laughs> I guarantee he has no recollection of that. Not even If he's even still alive, which I highly doubt. But that's an offensive word, not bitch. See, I'm, I'm a white guy, so rarely does stuff offend me. Is there anything that offends you? Um, you know, Mexican. Because I'm Mexican. I'm Latino. Um, or I'm Texican, as mm. I like to say. But some, like an oil. sometimes people will say Mexican like it's a dirty word. So or, if I said, oh, what are you, Mexican? No, it's when they say, you're Mexican. Just like whenever, like, you know how sometimes you can say the word Jew? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a Jew. And like, whoa, what, what are you saying? To, why, why are, you, why are yeah. you talking shit about him? And like, no, I'm just, he's a Jew. 
but it sounds bad. Yeah, you have to say Jewish. Yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't sound offensive, which is so stupid too. I mean, uh, you can be you know just saying, oh yeah, he's a, he's Jew, you know. And uh, when you say that, they're like, wait, 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 uh, is there anything wrong with that? Right. Uh, no. I tell saying. you what, though, what also hurts when people put an adjective in front of it, like dirty. Dirty <laughs> Mexican, you know, what I mean? like like that. That was stings too. You know, or I, you I, dirty I, Jew. You know, I, yeah, that one uh, would. Well, sting why as well. is that one more than you see? You have I've never reason. seen a dirty Jew. That's why I'm just <laughs> saying. Uh, but yeah, dirty white boy. You know, white boy doesn't offend, but or it, but dirty white boy is like, hey, I'm not dirty. You know, I, I I'm still not offended, but I, I I scratch my head like, hey, that's unnecessary. Poor you. <laughs> yes. I'm, so all right. So now, now I know what stings white people when you put dirty in front of it. Dirty white man. All right. Well, I'm gonna roll with that one from now on. The other dirty thing. Dirty taxpayer. Yeah. The, the dirty other, father. The, <laughs> the the other kind of fucked up thing about this story number eight, the New York City Council wanting to ban the word bitch, mm-hmm. is the fact that. We always had a hierarchy as far as words go, especially with women. Mm. Like you could never call a woman a cunt, you even just, though I did constantly with my ex. But it was all in fun. But, it was a joke. Yeah, that's why you're still together. Mm-hmm. So, but you never could do that, and you just knew I'm never going to drop the C bomb on a lady, you know, because mm. then you would get punched. Just like you'd never drop the N bomb, yeah. you know, on a black person. But now it seems they want to bring bitch up to the level of the N word and cunt. Yeah. And that seems unfair. We gotta have a word to call you. You know, if we can't call you cunt, we gotta at least be able to call you bitch. Hussy? Because you can't call a girl hoe anymore. No, no, hoe's been taken out. You know, that's, that's not... one's ru- that one's rough. Uh, hussy? Play, how's that gonna sting? I mean, old school used to call a girl hoochie, and that's you know kind of a See, derivative I've, of hoe. I've never been able to say hoochie or hoe because it just doesn't sound right coming out of a white mouth. A dirty white mouth. Filthy. Next. Next. Story number seven. Dubs, you're going to have to give me the lowdown on story number seven because I've read it a couple of times and I still don't... It It's kind of boggled me a little bit. This is a prison in Florida where mm-hmm. we're doing our, our um, next casts and next on XM from. They have been targeting inmates for masturbating? Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess eight uh, prisoners have been targeted for I there is for masturbating alone in their cell. Uh they were all arrested and charged. Like I don't know if you can be arrested while you're in prison, but they were all charged with uh public lewdness essentially. And they're alone in their cell. Alone. No no even cellmate. They were masturbating there, and I guess the lawyers are saying all these people were targeted. Like they might have been troubled inmates as it was and they were just looking for something to get them on. So they had a female guard walk around and catch them masturbating. Now, what do you mean? Catch with her mouth no, or no, on her just, chin? Or? Just catch with her eyes. She walks by the Ugh, cell says, hey, hates that. says, hey, you can't be doing that. Put that away, and uh, you're going to get 60 more days in jail over masturbating alone in your cell. They got 60 extra days tacked on for jerking? Well, some of them have pleaded out for 60 days. A couple of them are fighting it. And uh, they haven't been sentenced yet. But yeah, and like uh, there's one that's in there for, I think, like 25 years, and he's fighting it because, fuck it. You know, what are you going to do? Give me 60 days? I'll, I'll fight it and take 40 or, 40 or 50 more on top of that and just have fun with you for a while. Yeah, because this is what taxpayers in Florida, by the way, I guess, are paying for. Yeah, and I, uh, taxpayers are pissed. 
uh, I guess there's been kind of an uproar about, hey, there's all these prosecuting dollars, and they thought most of these people would plead out, you know. But now that they're fighting it, there's a lot of prosecuting dollars going in to these cases there's no for way, masturbating. There's no way I'd sit back and have someone tell me I'm going to get 60 extra days tacked onto my sentence because I had to get the poison out. That's not going to happen. And I, I'm pissed now as a Florida taxpayer that that shit's going on. That's stupid, no doubt about it. So the official charge is a uh, lewd act in public. Yes, yes. So I, I guess a prison is considered public area, which I understand, but I still don't really think that it falls in the same thing as a public restroom or a park or something like that. Do you think you can ever lose the right to masturbate? No, I think that's one of those things that no matter what, you know, unless you are Christopher Reeves, you can do, you know? You have no problem doing it. Okay, so I guess you can technically lose the right yeah, if I mean, you hurt physically, yourself. Right. Physically, but I mean, if you can physically do it, I think you should be able to. I don't think you should be doing it in an Asian woman's shoe. Have you but, heard of the parents that will punish their kids if they catch them masturbating? Well, you heard all those stories when you were a kid, like of a friend getting caught or someone getting caught. It was a kind of an urban myth. You never know who got caught, and their parents you know, grounded them. So you're like, oh, man, I can never be caught masturbating. It, it, you know, it, Not just for the embarrassment factor. I don't want to get in trouble. And can you imagine a cell or a jail full of a bunch of dudes who are all pent up sexually. Oh yeah, if you are not able to masturbate, you know the fights that are going to go on. The fights and you know, I know uh prison rape isn't as prevalent as people think, but I guarantee that would go up as well. Now, do they punish guys for prison rape? Yeah. Oh yeah, if you're got raping, but most people won't tell because they don't want to get raped again. So you can't win. There's no way you're getting your nut off then if you're in prison. I would almost think it should be like nap time in kindergarten where if you're in prison at 12.30, but everybody has to jerk it so everyone's, you know, chill for the rest of the afternoon. Well, I mean, I, I, they're usually locked down at night for like nine hours. What are you going to do that whole time? I, I'll yell, throw a batch in there three or four times, and that's what, 150 days? I'd be willing to do the time if it had been that long. Do you... Do you end up getting time if you have a nocturnal emission? You know, if you if you happen to uh, have a sex dream in your sleep, and all of a sudden you wake up and you got the crusty sheets. Well, if you uh, if you whip it out like uh, unknowingly in your sleep, I guarantee, yeah. Man, this is bullshit. Because what if you? A lot of times you have those toilets that are right there in your cell. That's pissing and pooping in public. Mm -hmm. That's fucking horse shit. Now that you think about it, because that could be uh, well, yeah, you're, the same you're, thing. Yeah, you're showing the same parts. Your cock's out. Yeah, you're showing the same parts. You're doing the same thing. Not doing the same thing, but you know. It's close enough. But everybody can see you in the same way. Right. It seems like that would be considered. Fucking taking a shower. That's technically, if you want to get down to the whole idea of it's a public that's area. A, that's a designated area. For well, then jerk it in the shower, then, like it's American Beauty. And that's the way you're going to make it through the day, if that's what Kevin Spacey needed. All right, this is driving me insane the more I fucking hear about this. Um, yeah. All right, I got family in town right now. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I looked at my little brother's lover boy, who was 17 and an avid listener of the next cast and down. Uh, He's 17? Yes. Wow, he looks young. Yeah. Because my mom babies the fuck out of them. And then Chub Rock, who I believe is 13, and I'm like, you know, and I look at them because they still seem, you know, little to me. Mm -hmm. And then I realize, wait a second, he's 17 and he's 13. Fuck, man, I was beating it like crazy. 
Are my little brothers beating it now? Yeah, in your shower. No I guarantee, way. I guarantee your toes are a little sticky today because you got in the shower. So it's all clogged up with drain babies for my little brothers mm-hmm. and you. Because I know when you take that extra long shower and you're out of your soap. Oh, I, yeah. I know what that's all about. It, it, that was just something where I'm like, man, my my little brothers are sitting here. They're getting baby by my mom. And they're probably going through all this crazy stuff. And they don't know what to do. And as I think Teach about them. No. <laughs> take your pants down and show them what, the, what it's actually like to be a man. No At first, you're going to want to focus here, but later on, you're going to discover the greatness of the balls. <laughs> next. 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 What's next? It's fucked up now I think about it, man. <laughs> they just ain't cool. All right, Jubs. Jubs. Yeah, whatever. I don't like putting the whole name out there, so I like giving <laughs> nicknames. Thank you for uh, tuning in to Next on XM202. Coming up. Still to do, still to do because we're only through story number seven. My personal connection to the greatest sports record of all time, Barry Bonds, Mister Seven Fifty Six. I have a direct connection, and also the next household item to fear. Again, we're Hefe and Dubs. This is next. You can download our next casts at MySpace.com slash Next Radio. We got more next on XM. Next. If you missed it, here's what was next. Once again, I'm Hefe. That is Dubs. This is Next on XM202. Thank you to our buddies Ron and Fez for allowing this to happen. And, of course, Opie and Anthony, too. Uh, just a fantastic channel. We're a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to be on here is awesome. MySpace.com slash Next Radio. You can download previous Next shows like the Next Casts and also get the Next Top Tens. Uh, from the first time that we did this as well. Number 10 tonight so far, we started with Britney Spears versus her mom, and that turned into a conversation of dome or no dome, and would you bear back it or not. Number 9, Chinese birth control slogans. 8, banning the word bitch. And 7, busted for batching. Before we get back to the countdown of the top 10 stories of the week, according to us, we have our first feature of the night, the next big thing to fear. El Jefe, J-Dubs, next is now. Along with the countdown of the top ten stories, we throw in a few few features, Mm -hmm. upcoming sports. Uh, We usually do that, and then something called the next hack list. And then there's just kind of a free float or whatever happens to uh, catch our eye this week. It's all fun. Right, exactly. Enjoy it. And this week, is, is it sweeps time already for television? I didn't think it was because none of the shows are back I've yet. I've seen some really odd stuff going on, like a lot of exposés and stuff like that, where it seems like the news is really pushing for ratings right now, and uh, it's almost a sweeps-esque type attitude in the news right now. Because this is one of those kind of bullshit made-up stories that you would usually see in the middle of November mm-hmm. or May when the ratings period is for television, but this station in Austin, KITV, is really pumping out the fear machine a little bit earlier than usual. Next download. 50 million Americans suffer from allergies, and some of that wheezing and sneezing could be caused by something hiding in our very own veterans. Believe it or not, our pillows can be more of a hotbed for germs than even our bathrooms. My cover story has a real wake-up call for all of us. 
Ellen Bass has a family full of allergies. That's why Ellen's obsessed with keeping every room free of dust and mold. But germ experts say hidden inside family homes like this one are colonies of nasty allergens. Unlikely of places. Yeah, they even come on. on. All right, hold on. I've seen people's loaded. Uh, what's fucked up about this is that we were playing the sound effects, just kind of goofing around, you know, like, mm. oh no, it's a pillow. They actually had the sound effect uh, when they were yeah, focusing the, in on the pillow. They, they went uh, creepy and scary with the music right away. Next to download. Origins, thriving in the most unlikely of places. <laughs> the pillows on your bed. Pillows. I've seen people who had pillows loaded with microorganisms. Microbiologist Dr. Philip Tierno says as pillows absorb germs from our skin in the air, they become a breeding ground for mold, bacteria, and dust mites. So inside our pillows, we have a lot more than just uh, name one person down. who has ever died of a dust mite. For the love of God, I hear about dust mites and, you know, all these little things that crawl underneath your nails. Who gives a shit? It doesn't kill you. Who it is, is it's this mom. This mom who, in this video, goes around spraying everything in the fucking house because her precious child uh, has an allergy. Which, by the way, it's allergic to everything because it doesn't have any antibodies and its immune system is shot. Because you're using all this antibacterial yeah, you, shit. Yeah, you've created such a, a, a you know, clean... A bubble boy. Yeah, you've such a, such a clean area for him that when the outside world uh, touches him, he gets sick immediately. And it's because you have just sterilized everything in his life. I, when I grew up, I drooled a lot. I had like a lot of... Uh, when? <laughs> Used to? Past tense? A, a, a lot of different fluids went onto my pillow. And it was brown. It was disgusting. And I never got sick. I never had a problem. It's not because of uh, the, the dust mites or whatever, the dead skin on your pillow. It's because you clean it too much. Exactly. You have to take on all of those quote-unquote awful things so you get stronger. Otherwise, you're going to have a fucking nation of kids who can't fight off the common cold because they're not used to it. Dubs, let's continue on with this next download. Next download. That's correct. Some gross stuff. It's a literal zoo. <laughs> and the older your pillow, no, it's not. the more likely they're contaminated. Little, is he saying there's monkeys on that pillow? Don't be racist. Is he saying that there's elephants? Is he saying that there's, you know, giraffes? A literal zoo would have all of that. If that is not a literal zoo. That is a dirty pillow. That's all it is. I... Literal is probably one of the, and I'm guilty of it. I will overuse the word literal or literally, and I've tried to become better about it. But in a story like this, when it's a doctor telling you about how awful your pillow is, to say a literal zoo is a bit over the line. Next download. Some gross stuff. It's a literal zoo. And the older your pillows, the more likely they're contaminated. The Bass family hasn't replaced their pillows in eight years. Good. It, it makes me sick. It makes me feel dirty. It really does. It makes me feel dirty. 
To find out what was lurking inside their pillows, we bagged them up and took them to Dr. Tierno's lab, where he tested each one for fungus and bacteria. On all the kids' pillows, I found uh, fungal mold. And Dr. Tierno says this is what they're inhaling every time their heads hit the pillow. We shared the results with Ellen and her kids. I think that's disgusting that I actually slept on that. I just feel nauseous because I've taken her to allergists and and doctors for her allergies and all this stuff in the meantime is, is growing in her pillow that she's sleeping on. So how do you protect yourself? Dr. Tierno protect says from it's what? simple. There's Use nothing to protect from. Cover, like buy a gun and shoot your pillow. Protect yourself. <laughs> Just fucking taken out with a AK-47, all the dust mites and blowing them away. What are you? How are you going to protect yourself from dust? For the love of God, are you going to live in an airlock for the rest of your life? Man, I know people that are like this. I work in a gym right now, and I work in the afternoon, and the chick who works in the morning is insane. An insane clean freak about everything having to be spotless to the point where I heard I heard someone came over to her house and like was doing construction in her bathroom and she would follow around the construction workers with bleach and scrub down after they all went. I I used to uh, win clean stuff. I would, yeah. I didn't think they went Not to the pissing. bathroom, and uh, she'd just bleach everything, which I'm sure she would. Yeah, I'm, no doubt. But I've been to people's houses, and it just reeks of bleach all the time, and it's because they ki- they kill any kind of organism or anything in the house if it's not them there. So it just turns into some kind of sterile, disgusting lifestyle. I had a friend of mine who was an absolute neat freak. Parents were always cleaning up after her, didn't want her ever to get dirty. She hated being dirty. She had a nanny that would always clean her. She ends up ends up <laughs> uh with lupus. And it now I don't think that it's ironic in that her body kind of I don't know if it you know created lupus within itself. But it was ironic to me that she had this this disease, and she was always sick all the time. And I was used to tell her, it's because of the fact that you don't take like you don't take on germs. Mm-hmm. You're always using the antibacterial stuff. Now, is that a direct link to lupus? I'm probably not. I'm not a doctor, but I do think that her immune system would have been stronger or more well balanced. Had she been allowed to grow up and play in dirt and play in mud and just sleep with it. Sometimes when you're a kid, you sleep caked and just shit. I mean, you have to get these flu vaccines and everything. And what do they do? They inject you with the flu. They make you a little bit sick so you don't get really sick. And that's... In life, you need to vaccinate yourself by getting a little sick, getting a little dirty. I'm not saying, you know, sleep on a uh, pillow full of, uh, full of, you know, dead carcasses and dirt. But, you know, get a little dirty. Get a little sick every once in a while. You'll be better for it. Let's finish out this next download. Next download. So, how do you protect yourself? Dr. Tierno says it's simple. Use an allergen-proof cover like this one on every bed pillow. What's out of the pillow can't get into the pillow. What's in the pillow cannot get out of the pillow in your face. It is advised you replace your pillows every two years. Of course, that can be expensive. Your best bet is to buy pillow protectors so you can keep your pillows as long as you want. 
I think this was a ploy by the powerful pillow lobby <laughs> to have people buy more pillows. The one thing they left off of pillows, like as far as they could be on there, come. Because I know that my pillows are probably caked with cum, fecal matter, cat hair, and sweat. Well, I don't think they understand that. Uh, have you ever gone to a hotel? You've slept on oh, other people's... Oh, they've done those stories before. Yeah, you, you sleep on other people's semen, uh, dead skin, uh, dirty germs, whatever, and you walk out of there fine. I've never been sick because I slept on a pillow. I had a buddy of mine in high school, Dan, and... and he had his his cum pillow because he he would fuck his pillow. He would fold it up. He put va- va- he cake it with Vaseline. That can't be comfortable. <laughs> it's, it's a fabric and Vaseline that doesn't mix. And then he'd fuck it and come on it and just leave it for the next time and and, and allowing it to cake and then like just kind of folding it in different ways. Never cleaning it, never throwing it in the washing machine. So he had to go over the yes, same spot of many course times. He did. Absolutely. So one night during a sleepover, we let the new kid uh, use the cum crusted pillow, and he got to sleep on. We threw a uh, we threw a pillowcase on it, but we still, knew still yeah. what it was. I, I could never do sleepovers just because I hated the fact that you couldn't be the first to sleep. Oh, yeah. It, it was never an option to fall asleep, and you'd just be watching the kid nodding off while you guys are watching a movie, and everybody be licking their lips because they're going to get to mess with him, and they aren't going to be the one that gets messed with. Yeah, if I was ever the first guy to fall asleep and they'd fuck with me, uh, I'd come up swinging. Oh, yeah, every time. Because I hate to be bothered while I'm sleeping. I do not want to be fucked with when I'm sleeping. Especially as a kid, I was very bad about that. If I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping. Don't mess with me. But, uh, yeah, that happened a few times with me where I would get up and just, you know, start punching people because they'd pour this hot, hot sauce in my nose and mouth while I'm sleeping. And I would be pissed. I want to be a motherfucker's <laughs> ass. Uh, this pillow story? Mm-hmm. What a fluff piece. <laughs> it's time to put this one to bed. What a piece of sheet. Uh, uh, by the way, this mom, mm. too, you know she's the mom, like we were saying earlier, that every time there's a sniffle, she immediately runs to the doctor and gets antibiotics. Oh, yeah. And I see that Publix, which is a grocery store chain, and this is on the front page of Drudge this week, they're offering free the seven most popular types of antibiotics. And this is scary to me, man, because this is how drug dealers get you hooked. First, they give you the free sample. Then they're going to get you hooked on these antibiotics. And before you know it, you're going to be in a back alley somewhere blowing someone because you need your fix of antibiotics. I think we're heading down a slippery slope, my man. Well, I did need antibiotics for an infection I had one time. And I don't have insurance. You know, I didn't want to go see a doctor. And you don't I, have the podcasting insurance? No, I, I, know, I haven't been a part of that union yet. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I needed the uh, antibiotics. So I went online. And I'm like, you know what? I'll order some antibiotics online. I got them. I got them ordered. Put a fake doctor down and everything. And uh, they went to send them to me. And then I finally got into a doctor's office that didn't really charge me a whole lot and gave me the prescription. So I went to cancel it. It was still like 40 bucks for me to uh, cancel an order of antibiotics where when I went and picked it up, paid in full price, you know, it wasn't a copay or anything, 12 bucks for the antibiotics, but I was about to pay 60 and ended up paying 40 just to cancel them. It, I know I was joking earlier, but it is kind of fucked up that antibiotics are so readily accessible 
because they shouldn't be. Mm. Because once again, it's we aren't we getting enough from our meats and, and our dairy, you know? And that's part of the reason why a superbug is going to wipe us out. Like if the avian flu ever really does come to fruition, it's why we're not going to be able to fight it off. Those antibiotics were the first ones I've taken since I was seven years old. You know, I only and they take actually them. worked for you. Yeah, didn't I, they clear it up immediately? But you know, I I don't like taking them just for that reason that I know I can get really sick if I go over the top of these things, and uh, you know they won't work for me anymore. So there it is, the next big thing to fear: your fucking pillow. Story, story number six. Hopping back into the uh, countdown, J Dubs. Story number six, report whites now the minority in one in ten U.S. counties. Hmm. Fueled by immigration, higher birth rates among blacks and Hispanics. They say it is straining race relations and sparking a backlash against immigrants in many communities. This shows that we are still very much... A racist nation. Of course we are. By the mere fact that plastered front page headlines, most places this week, whites the minority in one out of ten counties. You fuckers still have nine counties that you dominate, and we can't even get let into without the cops chasing us down. And that's need a gate code. And <laughs> that's I... still not enough for you. You're panicked that one in ten counties. By the way, which Listen, I'm sure... Yeah, took the cities. Let us have the suburbs. Well, that is actually part of it. Uh, now that you say it, they say a lot of the biggest counties have largely been, you know... Uh, the, you know, the... The, the suburb areas of uh, big cities. Well... The highest minority populations have been in the big city counties. Yeah. But now it's beginning to spread out to the burbs. And so all these white people in their white flight that left the city for the suburbs now are trying to figure out where to go. Well, because... you're just giving us a longer commute to work because we have to drive into the city. So we went right to the suburbs. You know, it, it, we weren't happy about it, but it was only 15 more minutes. But now we're going to have to move, uh, you know, further into the country. And then it's a half hour. It's becoming a bother for us, and we don't like it. I'm, I'm shocked that white people haven't decided we're going to go to Wyoming and just build a city there. We have the technology. We could create a whole new city, kind of like a Salt Lake City in Wyoming, where no minorities are going to want to go. It doesn't matter. We get heaven. So, um, <laughs> we aren't really too worried about it. We have to wait 50 or 60 years, but we're going to have all that. And it also shows, too, you're such an asshole. It also shows, too, because a lot of white people think that way. It also shows that white people never want things equal. Like, separate but equal, sure. We get a tenth of the population, just population, not mm. even a tenth to the access to funds or education or anything like that. We just happen to be like a tenth of the population in certain counties. And this is front page headlines. And motherfuckers are overreacting like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? How can we stop this? Those goddamn Mexicans coming in here and taking our precious Harris County or PG <laughs> County. Fucking counties like in D.C. where you'd never want to live anyway. Yet you're freaking out and it's all over your the front of your white newspapers. Like options. And we don't like options taken away. You know, hey, hey. 
I like uh, I like the number two on the McDonald's menu. But I sometimes will venture over to number five. If they take number five away, I don't use it a whole lot, but I'd like the option to be there. What do you think about immigration, Dubs? Honestly. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. I really don't give a shit if people come in or out of this country. It doesn't really affect me a whole hell of a lot. To me, I welcome it because those are people who still believe or still who want a piece of the American dream. Us being on the beach and being around, quote unquote, you know, civilians, you know, non-radio people, it's crazy how there are so many people who don't have dreams, mm-hmm. who don't really give a fuck, who are happy in their hourly jobs, and there is no American dream for anymore. Those are the people that I'd like to go ahead and kick out of this country. And as a, if you're down for an hourly gig, let's have you move somewhere else, and we'll let all these illegals come in and let them try to take advantage of this you know, fake American dream. Yeah, I don't mind people who are doing their hourly 9 to 5 because they have to right well, now. Well, yeah. You have to make money. You have to live a life. That's us. Yeah, but, I mean, have something that you're working towards. Don't be – why live life if you aren't working towards a goal, you know? They, these non-goal-oriented people amaze me. I, I can't – you know, imagine living like that. It seems so pointless. My stepbrother. Maybe who, I'm missing something. My stepbrother, who's an avid fan of 202, loves Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez like us, and he'll be listening to this, and he's probably going to curse his XM radio right now, goes to University of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. gets his degree, gets his master's, goes to take a job, doesn't like it, doesn't like the office setting. I can understand that. Yeah. Now decides, I'm just going to go work at Radio Shack. And now, listen, normally, nothing wrong with Radio Shack. Seems like it could be kind of fun. But what's the goal from there? And I'm with you. Like, I look at my little brothers, and I'm like, what are your dreams? Are you going to end up being a worker bee? Are you going to end up being a drone? Are you going to try to have a dream? And it almost seems like a society nowadays is set up. So you can't ever, you can maybe dream, but you don't even have time to dream because you have to have two jobs, you know, in order to keep the bills. You can absolutely dream. And just because you're working a job and you don't have a whole lot of time on your hands doesn't mean you can't dream and work towards a dream. It may be more difficult than ever, but it doesn't mean you can't do it anymore. I see people nowadays, and I don't know that there's hope there. They can. They just don't. That's what pisses me off. And those are the motherfuckers that I want to kick out and let the illegal immigrants, mainly Mexicans, come over here and try to attain that fake American dream. Next. Story number five. Next. Next download. There is only one issue before this court to decide. Who is entitled to the custody of the remains of Anna Nicole Smith? There could be only one proper and equitable answer to that question. Danny Lynn, Anna Nicole's only child and heir and next to kin. Richard Milstein, Esquire, as a guardian ad litem for Daniel Lynn Hope Marshall Stern, is awarded custody of the remains of Anna Nicole Smith. (laughs) 
Milstein is directed to... <laughs> What's going on here? That Please. is the judge in the Anna Nicole Smith yeah. body uh, decision-making process as to who was going to get custody of the body. Could she be buried in the Bahamas? Was she going to be buried in Texas like the mom wanted her to? Eventually, this judge ended up saying she could be buried in the Bahamas. Now, this judge's name is Judge Larry Seidlin. He's a former New York taxi driver. Everyone remembers this guy. He was spoofed on Saturday Night Live. He's the one who, in the middle of his decision, starts crying. Yeah. And will go on these crazy tangents, and everyone was saying, this guy's a nut. What is he doing? Is he trying to be the next Judge Ito? What's going on here? What's the end game for this guy? Well, Judge Ito, he wasn't odd or anything. He just looked odd and had a funny name. This guy's just a lunatic. Well, he's shooting a pilot for a new CBS legal show. So this asshole and his antics in this circus in CBS, story number five, he is getting a shot at a CBS legal show. Wow. And a lot of times, too, these guys will get paid some upfront money for the opportunity and to sign for a pilot. So CBS more than likely is paying him at least six figures for the opportunity for him to have a legal show. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, pilots pay big money. You know, you'll never, a lot of these uh, things never see the light of day. You, a lot of actors make some pretty good money doing stuff. That no one ever sees. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he is uh, banking pretty well. And I don't think he can be a judge, like an actual judge for wherever he was before, while doing this job. I, I think there'd be some conflict there. So he had to be making enough money to quit his job he's currently doing to go over and try to do this whole TV thing. So now what's interesting to me is the fact that he's getting his gig for doing this crazy shit, you know, in a mm. real court of law. Then I hear this story about the sidekick, and I don't know her name because, you know, whatever. Uh, she works with Joe Scarborough and MSNBC in the morning. And pretty much she was, life had, as far as the TV world had passed her by. And she was even saying to herself, I was beginning to feel obsolete. This Joe Scarborough thing pops up after IMS. All right, I'll give it a whirl. You know, it's something. I'm yeah, still in the business. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's mornings on MSNBC. It's not a bad gig. Exactly. Well, during the whole Paris Hilton thing, either when they were following Paris, or the whole thing about her drinking and driving, this chick um, refuses to do the story because, you know, hey, I don't want to do this story. What's the point of doing this story? It's stupid. There are bigger things going on. Mm. Then the second time they come around... She rips up the script and says she's not doing it. Well, there are millions of hits on YouTube of this act and of her being brave and standing up and saying, I'm not going to cover Paris Hilton. Now this bitch is in demand. Now she is going to get her own show on MSNBC. Hey, fuck this. I am not talking about this woman, not talking about uh, Paris Hilton. <laughs> Now, hire me. People I'm tearing it up. I'm not doing it. Now, no. people are no. are saying to her, uh, "We want you. You're great. Here's a deal. Here's money." And she's become a player again in in the news world. We so, really need a gimmick. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we need you and I. Hef and Dubs next hideout. Whatever you want to call it. We need some fucking two-bit gimmick to get us over the top. 
Now, you had an idea. Yeah, I was depressed. I had an idea of how to uh, end my depression one way or another. Now, Dubs came up with this shit off the air. Yeah, this was something that I... So uh, this wasn't even for an on-air bit at the time. I was laying on the couch. I'm like, you know what? I want to do the uh, yardstick of death. What I do? 36 inches. Uh, a uh, yardstick sitting on the table. I put a bullet on one end and a gun at the other. Every bad day that I have, that bullet moves one step close to the chamber. But one inch. Yeah, one step, one inch. Uh, you know, and uh, if I have a good day, it moves back an inch. Okay. So it could take it could take a, you know thirty six really bad days in a row, and I'm blowing my head off. But it could or, do, you know, oh. it could take a year. You know, I could have some really good days, and it could take a long time. I don't know. It could take never. Let's say you never have thir- overall, as far as you know, the days go. You may never have yeah, thirty six th- more bad days than good yeah, days. Yeah, because uh, normally my days aren't that bad when uh, I wasn't living a life of hell. Uh, but now I would say there's more bad than good. So yeah, I, I I think right now I'd have a better chance. What constitutes for you a good day? I, just at the end of the day, if I go, that didn't totally suck. I don't think there's any like thing that has to happen or is not happen. Is it career related? Is it maybe Sometime. a day where you like maybe you get some good news from our agents? Yeah, yeah, something like that might be uh, something that would uh, constitute a good day. Something that might constitute a bad day is uh, you know I went to uh, you know I, I bounced a few checks. I did this. I did that. I couldn't pay this bill today. You know that would uh, constitute a bad day. So then that would move it up an inch towards the gun. And I, you know, YouTube this whole thing each day. So that's that's the key, though. We get it on YouTube. Yeah, something like that. Get it out there for people to watch. Do you think a program director? I listen. I've had we've had a couple of ideas that we really wanted to do, and one of them that I thought would be huge and get us a lot of run. It would take off virally on YouTube when we were at Real Radio. They would not allow us to do it. Right now, we have no one telling us no, Dubs. Yeah. Now's the time for you to do the yardstick of death. I think we... I don't even know if we necessarily have to YouTube it. I wonder if maybe we just get a website, we just have a photo, and it's a blog. And you can decide, you know, you can rate your day. One through ten. And I can give the reasons why it was good or why it was bad, and then uh, that'll... Or maybe we have the audience vote on whether or not you had a good day. <laughs> no, no, I'll list. be dead. I'd actually be dead in 12 days somehow. There would, uh... You just list off what your day was, and the audience can vote, and then based on whether or not it's higher than five or lower than five, then that's one inch closer. And we could take photos. It would be, dude, it would be huge. It would be. We'd get on FARC. I don't know. We could be on All Access and DCRTV.com. You know, all of our websites would run it. But, you know, full-blown aids. Ronfest.net, all Next of them. radio fans. People would be all... Here's the thing, though. I'm all for it. I think you do it. You're going to have to commit to the bit. I know. That's, that's my problem. I need What's to... the end game for the bit? You can't do it for your life. How about till we get hired? So you are willing to play with the yardstick of death until I'm not sure we get yet. hired. It's just an What's idea the, I had. Don't be throwing I'm, around these ideas if you're not willing to commit to them. All right, join me. I'm not going to join you. I have a pretty good life. I got a good girlfriend. Then you have nothing to worry about. I'm a certified personal uh, but trainer. I know you have bad days. I will have the occasional bad day. So join me. Will you really kill yourself? Will you be honest and say you had a good or bad day? 
Of course I will. But see, here's the difference between you and me and good and bad days. And this is us speaking frankly. I try to set up little victories for myself to where I can say, okay, this was a good day. For example, I've been working toward a yeah, personal yours, trend. Yours is the only bleed a pint out of your ass that day. That was a good day. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but, like, I've been working toward my personal training certification. I've got it. I've lost 20 pounds in the last month. You know, so I set up little goals that maybe aren't necessarily career-related. We do the next casts. You know what I mean? So we're doing next on XM202 being heard nationwide. So I set up little goals, little victories for myself, where even if it's kind of a you know been a pretty shitty day, if I have one thing that says, all right, you know what? Well, at least I lost today two pounds or I worked out two hours today. It ends up being a good day for me. You have to uh, be taking into account all the bad stuff that happened too that day, and see if it, if it, the juice is worth the, worth the squeeze as far as what good happened. You know, if a lot of bad stuff happened, but one good thing happened, it doesn't mean it's a good day. It means it's overall a bad day, but one good thing happened. Here's the thing, I I don't want to commit to this because a I don't believe in suicide because yes, I think you, you go to hell. As a Christian, I know that you'll go straight to hell. You're not a Christian. I, and I am now. And I want to get into heaven. But B, this is your idea. And I don't want to bite on your idea. I want you to You've be original. You've done it plenty of times. You've, you've taken my ideas and saying, hey, do you remember when I thought of that? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do remember when I thought of that. This is your bit, and I think this is something that you ought to be able to commit to. I'm willing to think about it. All right, let's think it out for a second, though, all right? I just, so that if we do, how about this? If we get enough people on all the various websites, enough people on XM202 to listen, because we need this outlandish thing to get us over the top, mm. maybe finally Wiki could find some bandwidth on day 35. Maybe. So that you don't shoot yourself. Maybe that could end up happening. Because I don't think people would want you to die, would they? I think so. I think everybody they'd wants rooting, a payoff. They'd be rooting for you. No one likes a bit without a payoff. But the payoff could be us getting a job. No, that's not a payoff for them. And they th want to see blood. You're right. Just like we were talking earlier about Britney Spears. You, all right, you need an alternative payoff to the bit. How about this? Maybe you don't shoot yourself in the head. Maybe you just shoot yourself in the chest. So no matter what, I'm shooting myself somewhere. Knee. Would you shoot yourself in the knee if it came down to 30? Then it's not the yardstick of death. It's the yardstick of ouch. <laughs> but at least you're doing like you're giving us a payoff. Because they're, you're right. Listen, it's a fantastic bit. And I think it would garner national headlines. And I think it'd fucking get us hired somewhere. But you have to be willing to commit. And whatever. Now, listen. The guys at Whack Bag, Full Blown Aids, all the people on the message boards, they would want you to die. Let's be honest. That is a better gig. Yes. That is a better payoff. But I think they'd be happy with me moving on and finding... <laughs> no. You aren't, you aren't doing this to get a new radio partner. You're stuck with me. We're married. I like B-Dub. Uh, or maybe if Shafee isn't uh, maybe doing something else. Listen, you came up with a great... Well, hell. <laughs> you came up with a great idea. You really did. I really want to see you. I want you to see I'll this come up with another good idea. No, you I'll, won't. This is the best idea you've had since we've been on the beach. This has been the one that's been the most realistic. Because here's what I'm picturing in my mind, okay? I'm picturing, picturing a blog. Dick? Is that what's going through your head right now? I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm picturing a blog-like setup, mm -hmm. okay? Yardstickofdeath.com. If one of you guys want to go ahead and reserve it for us now... 
that's cool so that we can have access to it later. You know, I'm sure Nameless or Dugout Doug or Mikey Boy would be willing to hop right on that one. And so we have yardstickofdeath.com, and we have a little picture of Dubs, and every day there's a new photo of the yardstick, the gun, and the bullet, and just a blog of Dubs' day. And we just go the various days, and we see the different pictures of it moving back and forth. You know, people- I'm not letting you talk me into suicide in four minutes on the air. It, it takes a little bit longer for me to commit to something like that. I had the idea. Yes, it was my idea, but I'm not sure. What is holding, honestly, what is holding you back? All other than not days. wanting us to have a job. All the bad days. I think it would go way too quick. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, I think I'd be moving through that uh, yardstick at a Would, at a uh, furious rate. You don't think you'd live to see Halloween? No. No way. The way life is going now. Oh, no, I wouldn't make it, what, two and a half months? Hell no. That's kind of sad to me, bro. Is your buddy. <laughs> like, I'm kind of thinking, is there anything I could do to no. make you happier? Yeah, you do the yardstick of death. I'm, I'm happy, though. That's All right, so you're worried that death would come. And Quick. then... Then, then your second worry is that you would need a payoff for the bit. Oh, I'd have to shoot myself. Do you know that your blood would be on a lot of programmers' hands, though? <laughs> like, they would have to say to themselves, uh, I caused J-Dub's death, so I should hire Hefe. And I should go ahead and bring him in. No. Because he's suffering right now. You wouldn't be suffering, though. I'm sure a paycheck would help him. How about, right, how about this? We kill your dog no. on day 36. How about we shoot Cody? I'm not putting my dog up for How about I let Listen. Michael Vick babysitter? Just something. Like we need a payoff. Listen, I, I think it's getting a, a little bit repetitive of me saying no all the time. So let me think about this, and I'll get back to you. When can I get an answer? Because I've just when thought... When we get a full-time job. <laughs> I've just thought the whole thing through. Like, I've seen it. I have visualized it from beginning to end. I'm now waiting for you to commit to our careers and the yardstick of death. I've committed to our careers. I'm just com. not ready to commit to the yardstick of death. What's next? I don't think he wants to work again. <laughs> That's just me. It is next with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Next with El Jefe and B-Dubs. No. Next with El Jefe and Shafe. Next with El Jefe and Perry. Maybe I could steal them away from Giant Brian. Get the real talent. No. I like to mix in parodies in this show. I think that's what it's missing. I can do them. Whatever. I'd like to see you play with a yardstick. Dubs coming up next. Another reason to hate Hulk Hogan. And why two different men wanted to cut their nuts off. Wonderful. I can't wait. <laughs> How about we do that instead? It's next. Hefe and Dubs on XM202. Next. If you missed it. Here's what was next. Halfway through the top ten stories of the week, according to us, El Jefe and J-Dubs. More info on us, myspace.com slash nextradio. Uh, Addis is a friend, mm-hmm. downloads the previous uh, next casts, and also the first time we were on XM. That's available for you, too. As we went through our first feature of the night, J-Dubs, was the next big thing to fear, your pillows. Story number six, the white minority. Ooh, you're becoming one. Uh, you're a minority in one county out of ten in the United States. Scary. One out of ten, every one. And then the judge, Larry Seedlin, or Seidlin, in that Anna Nicole burial trial, mm-hmm. is getting a shot. 
at a CBS legal show, and Dubs is going to do the yardstickofdeath.com. I'm not doing that yet. So that we can uh, create a little pub to get ourselves a uh, full-time paying gig at some point. Dubs, we'll get back to the top ten stories of the week, but first, sports. Next, next, next. Sports. Bassett's 3-2 again. This is trying to hot fly ball right center field. Back it goes. Racing back. Logan jumping up on that ball. Is gone. Number 756. Barry Bonds stands alone. And on the night of August 7, 2007 in San Francisco, California, Barry has hit more home runs than any major leaguer in the history of baseball. So there he is, Barry Bonds, becoming the all-time home run hitter. Uh, Thank you to SportsCenter for that. And I'm proud of him. Yeah? I think it's great. I think the whole idea of steroids and sports and, you know, it doesn't count or it's tainted, it's all bullshit. The guy... He used performance enhancers, but who of us do not in our daily jobs? It's a very slight few of you, and because of that, um, I'm down with this guy doing what he needed to do. I've just never seen such a big record be looked at as so, meh, eh, whatever. I don't care. It, 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 it's not real. You know, I've never, I've never seen it like that. Because he's an asshole. I think that's the biggest part of well, it. That, that's why everybody doesn't believe him when they say when he says I didn't do steroids. When uh, you know, even though he's never been proven to do steroids, if you look at him, you think, okay, yeah, probably. I saw, but Gar- there's no way to prove it. I saw Gary Sheffield on Real Sports on HBO, and he was talking about going and working out with Barry Bonds and being with the guys from Balco, and he admitted that he put some stuff under his tongue and he used the cream. And at the time he said, you know, I don't believe those are steroids. Steroids are something you shoot in your ass. Mm. Um, or even possibly in pill form. Yeah, you know, he didn't say that, but I could see where at that time, and I don't remember what year that was, maybe it was like 2004 when all that went down, but I could see at that time where someone's telling you, hey, I got this, it's an enhancer, you know, it's like a vitamin. It's going to help you recover quicker like creatine does. You just put it under your tongue and you rub it on. You know, it's lotion. It's cream. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. think those are steroids either. No, you just think that there's some kind of new type of uh, uh, sporting medicine. You know, you don't think that uh, when you think of steroids, you think of a needle or you think of pills or something like that. You don't Be- think of cream. Because even, too, when people are like, hey, you know, you need a boost in, in protein, you know, and it'll help you recover and it'll give you the protein for the building blocks to work out here's this shake and you're like no protein to me you know at some point people are like how you got protein in there protein to me you know it's it's eggs it's milk it's chicken it's that kind of stuff so i could actually see that logic at one point uh dubs also here too as we have another next download here's barry bonds addressing the stadium after 756 next download thank you Thank you very much. I gotta, I gotta thank all of you, all the fans here in San Francisco, Road at Home, 
This has been fantastic. I want to thank you all. I got to thank my teammates for their support. Through all this, you guys have been strong and you've given me all the support in the world. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. Thank you. Have you kind of noticed, like, he doesn't talk real manly. No, no. Steroids that, doesn't make you talk like a man. No, it triples your balls, and I don't know if he's a higher voice, but I mean... He's always had that kind of yeah, femme-sounding voice. Well, he's always been kind of soft-spoken, and he, I don't think he's ever... Everybody thinks he's an asshole, but I think he's more, you know, just that type of guy who is very soft-spoken, doesn't like... To be, you know, uh, in the spotlight, in the spotlight as much as some people who choose that lifestyle, and that originally kind of made him look like an asshole. He probably has a little asshole running him. Who doesn't? But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that he is as assholeish as everybody puts out there. Next download. I gotta thank my family, my Enough. mother. My wife, Liz, now you are being an asshole. My kids, Nikolai, Shakari, and Asia. I'm glad I did it before you guys went to school. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I gotta thank the Washington Nationals for your support. Thank you for understanding this it day. It means a lot to me. My dad. He starts to kind of. Thank you. He starts to kind of lose it when he talks about his dad. Thank you. I don't know. I got chills there listening yeah, I mean, to that. It, it, that was pretty cool. I, I I get kind of tired of all the thank yous all the time. That kind well, of he stuff. just hit yeah, with I mean, the biggest record yeah, you can in understand all of sports. It. You can understand it. And I, I don't think that was over the top of, you know, it, it, it just seems kind of blah, you know? I don't know. I got the goosebumps there. I thought it was a pretty cool thing. No, but for how you know big of a record it was, no one really cared. It seemed like everybody at that stadium was really, really into it. But outside of that stadium, people around the world didn't really care. I understand. I know. They didn't embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the big thing. Now, this here maybe is why Barry on if he thinks the record is tainted or not. Next download. Some people have suggested that this record is tainted. The word that you've heard, that word tainted. Is this record tainted? Do you feel at all it's tainted? And what would you say? This to some- record is not tainted at all. <clears throat> at all. Period. And you guys can say whatever you want. I'm with them. Uh, yeah, you, I, I think he has the right attitude there. You guys can say whatever you want. I can't stop you. But do I think it's tainted? Hell no. You have to account for the times and what it was, how everything was, just like you did with Henry Aaron. The times were different. Mm-hmm. And you have to take all of those things into consideration. It's not like we're talking a 15-year gap between these two things being broken. You know, that, then, you know, if there was some kind of huge change in how, uh, how many uh, home runs people were hitting, you know, but this was, uh, over many years of rule changes, different equipment changes. A lot of stuff's changed other than the use of steroids in baseball. 
The other thing, too, is I hate the hypocrisy in all this shit. Like, I'm helping out at an AM talk station here in Tampa, mm-hmm. and this guy goes on the air. He's a Republican. He's right-wing, and he's bashing Barry for using performance enhancers, and none of this means anything, and Barry's awful, and that usual kind of, you know, spiel that everyone's spitting out and repeating. Yet this motherfucker, right in front of him, has a bottle of caffeine pills and a cherry Coke so that he can have the high of caffeine to get on his mighty pulpit mm-hmm. and talk shit about Barry Bonds. And that's the exact majority of people who will use performance enhancers in their everyday life and yet give someone else shit about people this. People just think because their drug's legal, they're better. Exactly. Because people even say, well, steroids were illegal at the time, blah, blah, blah. Well, not in baseball, technically. And... So what? You know, marijuana or heroin is illegal, yet there are other drugs out there like Oxycontin or whatever. Yeah, you can be prescribed stuff that does basically the same stuff. and The uh, exact same thing. And you are, you know, looked at as some kind of uh, freak because you've taken Oxycontin because it was prescribed to you. Exactly. So I don't even want to fucking hear that hypocritical bullshit. Now, Dubs, along the same lines of Barry Bonds, Mm. the trivia question is going to be, who was the pitcher that gave up number 756? I don't know. I do, because I know him. Mike Bassick Jr., who went to Duncanville High School, graduated class of 96, as I did from South Grand Prairie High School. I grew up playing baseball against Mike Bassick Jr. pretty much my whole childhood. I'd say from the age of 7th grade on through graduating from high school. And what's crazy about this is Mike Bassick has kind of become a little bit of a star Mm -hmm. because he's got some personality to him. I also did not know, because I knew Mike Bassick. Are we best friends? No. But I know, like, we know each other enough to when he got drafted out of high school, but he ended up going to Texas Tech University in the offseason to get his degree, and he saw me on campus, and he's like, hey, you, from South. And I'm like, yeah, you're Mike Bassick, how are things going, blah, blah, blah. So we explain, exchange pleasantries. Yeah, you guys know each other by, you know, looking at each other. There's a recognition factor there. Exactly. Well, they talked to him on uh, Sports Center. And uh, he kind of came off very well. Like, people are down and thinking, hey, ain't this guy. And he's become a little bit of a star here. Next download. What are your thoughts? Would you have pitched that same pitch to him if you had to do it all over again? I would have thrown the same pitch, just better location. You will forever be linked with Barry Bonds now. How do you think you'll handle that? It'll be cool. Me and Barry will hang out, go to dinner. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I went over and told Barry, congratulations. You're the greatest. And, uh, you know, we took some pictures, gave a hug, talked for a minute. And uh, it's, it's an accomplishment. It's unbelievable. It's the greatest uh, accomplishment in sports history as of today. And uh, congratulations. Here's another one from him. Dubs, Mike Bassick uh, Jr. Next download. I was trying to go down and away for a strike. Got the ball up over the middle of the plate in one of his sweet spots. And uh, obviously he was swinging for a home run and he got it. And uh, congratulations. Uh, I didn't really want to be a part of history as uh, a bad part, but I'm part of history and uh, I'm okay with it. Well, I mean, there's tons of people who've given up home runs to Barry Bonds. It's nothing to be ashamed of. No, not I, at all. I, I, I mean, if you were a part of a uh, uh, three home run game against Barry Bonds where he broke the record because you just kept on throwing up melons to him, right. yeah, then you're like, oh, crap. I'm always, always going to be linked in this way. But you gave up one home run 
to Barry Bonds, the home run king. Uh, you can't really think, I'm, oh, man. I'm really down with the fact that Bassick has embraced this. It's kind of like, all right, this is my place in history. Whatever. You're going to remember my name. You know, yeah. deal with it. And then finally, oh, I, I'm going to be in highlight film forever. And here's one of the final last ones from Mike Bassick Jr. Next download. I have an autographed bat from Barry Bonds now. Uh, <laughs> it says, to Mike, God bless Barry Bonds. It'll be um, the greatest memorabilia I'll ever have in my lifetime. you got to be a pretty special player to be remembered in this game or do something pretty special. I was part of a pretty special moment. So that's really cool. But what's... I've just like I should have wrote something like "Thanks for giving me the tired arm, Barry Bonds." <laughs> uh, but it it's just so funny because I didn't even know Bassick was still in the show until I you know I saw about this. The other thing that's interesting about him too is that he also po- he posts on the Dallas Mavericks message board that I love going to mm-hmm. DallasBasketball.com. He actually kind of annoys me on there, um, but so I put in an interview request. We'll see if he does next or the next cast at some point. But it would be kind of fun because, man, that's how that's how weird the game is. Like all, every little kid in Little League thinks he's going to grow up and going to play Major League Baseball. Well, we knew. I mean, Mike Bassig was a badass, mm-hmm. okay? And he dominated in the Dallas area. So, And he ends up getting drafted. But he's essentially been a journeyman, and he's only going to be known for giving up this home run but when he was in high school, he was untouchable. Yeah, he was now, king. Did I rip his tits for a double my senior year? <laughs> of course I did. Sure I did. I mean, we, I had a few of those people uh, that grew up around me that were really just badass in baseball, and they ended up going pro, but you never heard much of them. That, that tells you how much of a badass you have to be to be a Barry Bonds. Exactly. To be uh, a great pitcher in baseball because... You have to rule your county, your state, and your, like the whole nation basically that year to be considered a number one prospect that's going to uh, become a great pitcher in the game of baseball. And it was fucked up because my senior year in high school, or just my high school career, I grew up playing against Mike Bassett Jr., Kerry Wood, Vernon Wells, Jason Jennings, all these guys who are in the pros and they're all in my goddamn division in high school, you know? And if it weren't mm. for these guys, maybe I'd be in the show. Maybe I'd be <laughs> way up there. Now, keeping it in sports, Dubs, you found a story related to steroids. More baseball I love, you love wrestling. Yes, Hulk Hogan, the legend, the most boring wrestler alive, uh, came out against the WWE saying that uh, they have to do something about the whole steroids issue and that he used to do steroids in uh, wrestling. Didn't really think it was a big deal back then. Everybody was doing it. Um, but he did performance-enhancing, muscle-enhancing drugs to get those 24-inch pythons and that he is lucky to be alive. Fuck him. I put him right up there with Jose Canseco as a fucking publicity whore, as a guy who could have done something at one point if yeah. he's so worried about the purity of the sport but didn't, and sat back and took advantage of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, everybody, actually, he has more responsibility than he thinks in this whole steroid-ridden uh, game because everybody saw him become real, real uh, big, real, real buff, and uh, and become like the heavyweight champion for all those years. Everybody wants to chase that. 
everybody wants to be the guy who's king for 10 to 12 years in wrestling. You know, everybody wants to be the top biller. So they start shooting like he did. They start, you know, uh, becoming overly muscular with steroids or other muscle uh, enhancers, and they start dropping off like flies. And, and he's definitely lucky to be alive because he was doing it for quite a while. Well, it's not even just a steroid, too, because a lot of things for the wrestlers nowadays is they want to have that longevity like he had, so it's the painkillers. Well, yeah, he also said he did painkillers as well, um, not to the extent of uh, a lot of the horror stories he's heard in wrestling, but he also partook in some painkillers because wrestling isn't like other sports. It, if you are, you know, a top biller, you're going all year round. You and know, you never because, want to come out because you don't want to lose your heat. Yeah, Vince will keep you in there as long as you'll stay in there as long as you have heat. Because, yeah, you don't want to lose your heat. You go away for two months, people start forgetting. See, this motherfucker, he's no better than, like, I don't know, like, let's say there's a soldier or a general or someone who knows that a war is going bad, and they don't say anything until 20 years later mm. of, oh, man, I knew that was going bad, but I didn't want to say anything. I, I wanted to tow the company line. I wanted to make sure everything was cool. You know, I, I didn't want to rock the boat. When you should have. Yeah. At that point, you should have, and you should have come right out. I think fucking Hogan's responsible for Eddie Guerrero's death, for Chris Benoit's death, and for him to come out and say some shit like this now is uh it's stupid and well it's, yeah and it's we're, not it's well, you're not a hero for this yeah you're an ass. yeah you, you shouldn't be saying you are you, maybe you should say you're against it uh, but you should take your responsibility for what you've done to the sport or to the entertainment whatever you want to call it and i wish he would have died before making this if there was a time to die hogan it was 1994 hulkster in heaven I fucking hate Hogan, man. Like, I never really liked him before. I mean, I never really grew up a wrestling fan. But this, coupled with this song, uh, and his stupid reality shows, fuck him. I got no interest. Why couldn't you have uh, OD before that? That would have been nice. Or maybe even uh, a little bit before this one. I was walking down the beach, looking for some action at my wow. on a rap rap station. Saw a girl in trouble, a sticky situation. She wanted me to give her mouth to mouth and say, Why couldn't painkillers and Roy to take it him? We were cruising down the beach. 
Checking out the action, had my radio rocking to a heavy little station. Putting on some change, trying to catch some change. Yeah. I think everybody had choice. Can you say that right now? Six. What are we doing? What are, what are you doing? I wish he would have made Benoit his wife before she made this one. Hogan's wife. Hulk's the one. I don't think so. I, wait, or maybe you could have killed Jimmy Hart before making this one. I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going through your whole fucking wrestling compilation CD. I'm not doing it. Why? The I'm wrestling boot traveling band? I'm going to go beyond 90s on 9. Back, I was listening to you pop. <laughs> Holy shit, you're an ass fuck. I uh, slide over to Squiz for a little bit. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's, somehow it's not me. I'm always on all the pop stations. Uh, bad news for the likes of Bruce Willis, Vin Diesel, and Clint Eastwood. And for uh, much less macho men, there's hope. Psychologists have shown that women perceive men with more masculine faces as poor potential long-term partners. What bad news for Clint Eastwood. When was this written? 1977? Yeah, bad news for him. He needs to use the Alice and different uh, uh, performance enhancers. Women see macho-looking men as less faithful, less warm, and potentially poorer fathers. Men with more feminine features and more healthy uh, looks are judged as being better for a long-term relationship this could actually be the whole reason for the emo movement this is why guys are looking more and more femme because it's getting them more and more chicks it's definitely back to 1984 or 86 or whenever uh the flock hair, of seagulls yeah the whole hair band movement all that stuff where chick dudes uh are getting a lot of tail you know the brett michael lookalikes are yeah king right now yeah it seems the more femme you are the more you're willing to listen or mm. play that whole game and then in turn get ass. Because nothing turns a chick on like listening to him. Well, you, what you're listening to is how some asshole screwed them over. So if you are the listener, you, you're getting it, but you're getting it sloppy seconds. You're never getting, you know, the good stuff. <laughs> you're right, because this is that creepy guy who's always waiting in the wings, who's always the best friend, mm -hmm. who puts up with the hearing about how the asshole boyfriend is cheating on her. So he's there, and like you said, he's going to get it. 
but he's going to get the sloppy leftovers. And if you're okay with that, great. You know, you're still getting it, but you aren't getting, you know, the snapper. You're getting, uh, <laughs> you're kind of getting the used rubber band. Um, doesn't this also kind of prove that the vast majority of chicks are lesbians? Because they like the fem, like, because this is kind of based on facial features. Yeah. So Soccer it seems features, you know, they're more into yeah, chicks, women. like you know, chick looking dudes, boy girls, as my mom calls them. My chick likes the whole manly thing with me. She likes my extra pounds and my hairiness. In fact, she shaved my back this last week. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, oh, I, I had a cousin, and my uncle came home to him. And his girlfriend popping each other's zits. It's not the same. It is exactly the it's same. Not. And he, he goes, get the fuck outside. You're going to do that. <laughs> he kicked him out of the house to go pop zits in the backyard because he didn't want pus all over his couch. It's not the same because exactly we, wouldn't, the same. we wouldn't shave each other's backs because if she had hair in her back, I'd leave her. It just it wouldn't happen. That's love right there. Exactly. Women prefer great degrees of masculinity for short-term partners. But for long-term relationships, what we are finding is that they prefer more feminine and definitely healthier men, according to the guy who did the study. This just shows two women are fucking hypocrites, because the tough guy will get the ass, and the pussy will end up getting the long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. Which, if you think about it, if you're a tough guy, fuck it, who cares? Go on, go be with the pussy, let him listen to your problems, I'm going to move on to the next chick yeah. who's looking to, you know, get tore up. Now, do guys... Do we play out the same? Like, doesn't it seem logical, as a guy, that we should only go for hot chicks to fuck, but we should settle down for the fat and hideous ones? Because, first of all, you know, they're going to give more blowjobs, because you know a hot girl doesn't try whenever she's sucking it. And, B, it's also more understandable if you stray from a fat or a hideous chick. You look for the wrong things in a woman. I'm not looking for a woman who gives good head. If she does, great. I'm looking for a woman that I don't have to be ashamed to take to the mall. That's all I'm looking for. You know, if I'm if I can't walk around the mall with you without like you know being like you know that <laughs> five to seven inches away from you, so people are is he with her or isn't he? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, if I can't walk the mall with you with maybe my arm around you or whatever, I can't be with you. I like I said, I've just come back from the beach. And theme parks and water parks. And that is a great standard, my man. Because if you're a chick that I can't take to the beach or the water park... You aren't going to be with her. I don't want to be with you. you know, I, I'll, I'll bang some people that I would never show my face in public with. But if I, 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 I won't date... walk with her through the mall. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, if I can't walk through the mall, that is my my you know line right there. If I go to the mall and I get a little red in the face because I'm with you... Yeah, I can't. I, I I'm done right then. You know what's interesting is being at the beach and going to the theme park. Mm -hmm. Just not really related to this, but on a separate note, girls have guts now, and they're proud of them. You know how you used to walk around and go to the beach and you'd see the fat guy, the Kevin James, you know, who had the big gut and was kind of proud and walking around. And yeah. That's, you know, he was a you dad had, you or an had, uncle. Or you had that kid in school who was really big but was never afraid to take his shirt off. He was just, you know, hey, whatever, I'm fat. All right. Uh, uh, girls, and I do mean girls, who were in the, between the ages of 12 and 17, 18, who are walking around now with cellulite 
and guts, legitimate guts in two-piece bikinis. And so, and then the college girls, I'll forget it. You know, they're already, they're too far gone. But it's crazy to see these teenagers now just like, all right, here's my gut. Here's what it is. You know, I'm uh, I'm a big fat dude. When we were growing up, when, or, you know, at any time in your life, when are you the most self-conscious? At least in our age. A teenage. Yes. Teenage, teenager years were the most self-conscious. Oh, man, I can't wear that. I can't, you know, this is too tight. I can't go out walking around without a shirt on. That was when you had to be in tip-top condition to show off any kind of body. So I don't understand what has happened to kids if people are lying to them, if parents are lying to them, saying, no, you aren't fat, and they're believing it. Let's, all right, this is going to be awful. Uh, I have the same thing. <laughs> uh, make sure, uh, lover boy, if you've downloaded this podcast, make sure mom doesn't listen to it. <laughs> My mom has become one of those people that does not give a fuck. She's a big lady. Mm-hmm. Easiest way I could describe her to you is Roseanne in the really fat days. All right. A 51-year-old fat Roseanne. Okay. All right. She's a wonderful woman. This is my mom talking about. And she went to the theme park at the beach. Now, she'll have, she doesn't have a two-piece on, and she wears this thing over a kind of draping. But she kind of, like, before we went to Don't the theme park. Don't say camel toe. Before I don't, I don't want to know that's Christ. going on. Before we went to the theme park, she had to stop inside the store. So she's just walking around the store in her flip flops, in her bathing suit, and her see-through muumu. You know, I don't really mind that around here because I know the water parks around. I know all. So people, dude, are, it was embarrassing to me because I didn't want to walk through the mall or the grocery <laughs> store with my mom and i would walk a few feet ahead i don't blame you i'd be like that with my mom too i don't think point. my mom wore a bra today to bush gardens you see some nip i'm pretty sure she didn't <laughs> probably not she was wearing a bathing suit Why no she today she's wearing just a t-shirt a texas tech t-shirt and she's a big lady dude but this is what i'm saying the vast majority of people now don't care they don't give a fuck anymore. It, it is a very odd trend. And I want to ask my mom, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> are you wearing a bra? Don't you think you should be? I'd be wearing log pants if I had cellulite. You know, I like, for me, for example, I had to shave my back to wear Under Armour because I would wear Under Armour. And you'd be able to see the to outline the of hair? Yes. And also, too, I was still kind of the fat kid tugging away the wet Under Armour because I felt like a fat guy. I don't understand. And shame can be a very good thing. It is Sh a good thing. You should always be shameful. I mean, I, I don't think I, I think people push shame in the wrong area, like I over was, over saw... our private parts and everything and how we should be ashamed of those. But you should be ashamed of unhealthy habits. I saw this fat lady at Adventure Island, uh, two-piece... Hairy armpits, eating a fucking funnel cake. Hold on, I'm filling up a little bit. <laughs> and then feeding part of the funnel cake to her little fat kid. And I'm wondering to myself, where have we gone wrong? And she wasn't alone. This was more the rule than the exception. Yeah, I America mean, is a nation of dumplings. We used to turn our head and just stare at those people because... They were the exceptions. They were just like the these, you know, bohemists 
that would catch your eye. But if there's someone who's not a behemoth, now that catches your eye. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, he's just like, oh, she's just kind of thick. She's kind of like, uh, I don't know, Zach Thomas. <laughs> it's not so bad. I'm, I'm not hey, bull- Robert Porsche's here. No, that's <laughs> some fat woman. Uh, it's so bad now. I maybe saw my girlfriend's hot. But like, other than her, I saw maybe five chicks, maybe, who I would say had a good body. And that's it. And that's between going to the beach and going to a water park. And those are places where people are showing off their bodies and you'd think, yeah, fat people won't show their face around here because you'll get some, but because it's more of a area where you are going to be showing off that fat. In the middle of story number four, where chicks prefer more masculine dudes. And the other thing, they also show a strong preference for healthy-looking men. Mm. Because a woman subconsciously says, how long is an unhealthy person going to be around? How likely is it that they are going to infect me? So they, they see a skinny guy, and they automatically think AIDS. Mm. Which doesn't bode well for you, Buck 40 dogs. I'm a Buck 70. Leave me alone. I think you'd really be in trouble. Nobody ain't got pussy in It's been at least months. Yeah, it's been probably a month and a half. God, I don't know what you do. Uh, story number three, Dubs. Have Nine- a sticky floor? <laughs> nine and ten. That's my floor. Yep. And my computer. Uh-huh. Story number three. Nine don't and ten Americans it. say banning texting while driving uh, is something they want done. 91% of Americans say that sending text messages while driving is as dangerous as driving after having a couple of drinks. But... 57% admit to doing it, according to a poll released this week by Harris Interactive. They found that um, 89% of the respondents believe texting while driving is dangerous and should be outlawed. So 91% say it's as bad as having a couple of drinks. 89% say it should be outlawed. Hmm? Uh, what do you think? About what? Texting while driving. Oh, sorry. I was... Texting. Yeah, I'm, I haven't gotten laid in a while, so there's just one whore who wants to, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Me. Uh, put the phone away. Here's the thing what's interesting about this L O L. We're a nation of hypocrites, dude. Huh? 90% say that it's bad and it should be outlawed, yet 60% admit to doing it. How do you put smileys on these? Put your fucking phone away. We're trying to do a show here. Trying. I will also say this, too. It's something weird about us as Americans where we'll rail against public smoking, yet we'll pee in the pool. You know what I mean? Because kind of the effect is the yeah, same thing. Yeah, pee in the pool, yeah. Uh, we'll supersize it with a Diet Coke. Diet Coke, yeah, yeah. Are you just going to pair it back to the last two words that I said? No, no, I'm listening. Put the phone away. We will watch Sicko while eating a large nacho. And having some candy, some juju beads to go. I with do it. like juju beads. That's got- not the point of the conversation. Mm. The point of the conversation is to talk about what hypocrites we are. I already saw sick. I don't want to go see that. Can I interest you at all in this story? I'll be our beer, okay? The other interesting thing too that happens is that as a nation of hypocrites, mm-hmm. we'll talk to our kids about the importance of education. And then we won't read to them. I know. I, I get pissed off when people stop reading, especially when they stop me from reading text messages that I'm trying. I, there's precious little time left in the night to try to get anything done here. Fuck you. Let's move on. What's next? 
All right, when we come back, Dubs will have the phone put away. Mm-hmm. And we'll do the next hack list. And the number two and one stories of the week as we move through next. A comedic take on the top ten stories of the day, according to us, F.A. and Dubs. More at myspace.com slash next radio. It's next. It's F.A. and Dubs and XM202. Next, if you missed it, here's what was next. Moving through our countdown to the top ten stories of the week, I'm Hefe, that is Dubs. It is next on XM202, myspace.com slash nextradio. Just subscribe to our next casts and see previous top tens, get mm-hmm. more info on the show, that kind of stuff. Dubs, we've gotten up to sports, of course, Barry Bonds, my special connection to the the record. The record in that it was given up by Mike Bassick Jr., whom I grew up playing baseball against, and hit a uh, couple of shots off the wall. All right, one shot off the wall, another single, over a span of probably 50 at-bats. <laughs> but whatever. I you have, get it. I have a connection. Story number four was Chicks Dig Fem Men. And story number three, banning texting while driving. Honestly, didn't get a whole lot done there because Dubs texting during the story. That brings us to story number two. Next two. Story number two. Dubs, during number two, we got a little double shot power. Nice. Two different stories, same theme. We'll do that occasionally. About two balls and a couple of guys who didn't want them. The first is a builder by the name of Howard Shelley in the UK, 42 years old. He's a father decided that he wanted to go ahead and become a woman so bad, didn't want to wait the two years for a sex change by the National Health System. So he found a website which gave him a step-by-step guide to cutting off his balls at home. He waited till his wife went out before settling to work with a kitchen knife in the bathroom. With the job done, he wrapped his severed um, area with a cloth, dropped the balls into a bin, and drove five miles to the nearest hospital, explained what he had done, and three days later was back at work. Okay, here's two issues. Online, you can find out how to cut your nuts off and sew them up. And there are so many people in the U.K., that want to get their nuts cut off, that there's a two-year wait to do it. Well, it's not a two-year wait to do it. I think the way the national healthcare system works is by order of importance. Okay. So your sex change... Yeah, it isn't not, that important. It's not so high on the list of, hey, you're going to hang out, you're going to have to hang out for a couple of years. By the way, Michael Moore, that sly dog, he didn't mention that when he was <laughs> talking about socialized health care. Yeah. So he said... He wants to be known as Holly, by the way, from now on. Uh, dumb or no dumb. <laughs> uh, it was very painful, but the moment I cut them off, I felt all woman. He still has a cock, though, right? You just cut the balls off. That's what it says. It's just a very meaty clit. That's all it is. That's all he considers it now. <laughs> China. <laughs> it was such a relief. I felt all my life as if I was a woman trapped in a man's body, and I couldn't wait for the two years of dressing and living as a female to go get the sex change on the uh, NHS. I'm the sort of guy who 
when I make up my mind to do something, wants to get it done then and there. Wait, he's still referring to himself as a guy, though. I didn't want to be a man anymore, so I decided to do it myself. I'll tell you what. It takes balls to cut off your own balls. I, that is one of the manliest men that's not a man anymore. I mean, you have to be dedicated. That's not something that you can just pussyfoot around. You have to be, yeah, I want my balls gone. It does take a tough motherfucker to say, I'm going to cut my nuts off yeah. and be a woman. Yeah, there's not one ounce of feminism other than him wanting to be a woman inside yeah. this man. And you said married earlier mm -hmm. in the story. Is he still married? Uh, yes. She has decided that she's going to stick by her woman, I guess. And she's pissed at him for going to such extreme lengths. Wish that he had maybe talked it out a little bit more. You think? You think that maybe I could have uh, had a discussion with your wife who uh, buried your children before going out and grabbing the kitchen knife that I'm sure she still uses? I'm, I don't think they threw that thing away. Here's what's interesting about this guy. Uh, as far as the people at NHS or any of his buddies, none of them seemed to understand that they kept asking if I was a gay or transvestite. I'm not. How can you be a woman inside? Is it the idea that, all right, I'm just a woman, so I'm not gay? It's natural for me to want penis because or, I'm a woman wait, inside? I don't know if he wants penis, though. If he's saying he's not gay or transsexual or whatever, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's a lesbian I don't inside. know. I don't know. This guy is fucking confused. He's cutting his nuts off. I mean, I don't know that he knows what he is. And his family... And what about his kids? And what does this do if he has a son? And what this, what's the fucking son thinking at this point? He goes on to say, Following the instructions, I sterilized everything and made a tourniquet with rubber bands. The worst bit was sealing myself for the first cut. The whole thing took about six minutes. It was agony, but I knew I couldn't stop. Yeah, well, I, after the first cut, you got to keep on going. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not going to get any worse. Unlike you, with your new endeavor... YardstickofDeath.com, this guy uh, knows how to commit to a bit. Well, I mean, if I pulled the trigger, I know there's no going back. You know, I'm, I'm sure that he didn't think of this, you know, two weeks ago and did it. It was a long process of him saying, hey, I don't like these balls. I still don't like these balls. Yeah, these balls got to go. It was probably years. He has committed to the about $7,500 for a full sex change operation in Thailand. I want breasts and hips. <laughs> then I can be a real woman. Thailand's the place to go. Have you ever watched any of these specials? On, uh, on Oh, man, it looks painful. They show, actually, the cock getting cut and kind of turned uh, inside they, out. Is that what they do? Yeah, it, it's kind of split, turned inside out, and then there's a vagina there. Uh, you can have sex with that vagina. It's full. So basically you're having sex with the inside of a penis. Yes. you're. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's the whole and thing. And that's not gay? No, no. Like, there are guys who say, well, if she's a woman now, it's cool, but basically you're rubbing <laughs> your cock against the inside of a penis. Have yeah. you thought about it like that? Uh, you know, maybe some guys don't know, and if uh, if you didn't know, is it Mo? I'm I think you can't get moist. I'm think. of the opinion, um, women get moist? <laughs> With me. I'm of the opinion... And a loogie. It ain't Mo if you don't know. If in your mind it's a girl... It's a girl. So, so, okay. What if it's not a girl? You know it's not a girl, but you just keep on telling yourself, yes, yeah, this is a chick. Well, no, because then you know. But 
You don't. You can't talk yourself <laughs> into it. Either you know or you don't know. Okay. What What if you know, but you're hypnotized into not knowing? I'm trying to find a loophole here so I can, I can still... Uh... I can say this, and I've said this before many a time. If you think during it that it's a woman doing it, even if it's a guy, not gay. All right, because you're not getting off on a guy, you're getting off on the thought of a girl. Okay, what if halfway through you find out, can you finish? If you close your eyes and still pretend that it is a woman... But you know at that point. I The only idea of if it ain't Mo, if you don't know, I think is... That one's pretty much... From a, the word go. That's foolproof. However, I, uh, I'm also of the opinion, too, though, that even if you do know, but you think of a girl, it's not gay. I'm sorry, that's just where I come from. To me, the whole orgasm thing is mainly mental. It's yeah, I would a, agree with that. It's a mental process. So, example, this is what you got to think about it. If you're with your chick, and you're banging your chick, and you can't come because there's a chick underneath you, so you close your eyes... And think of Joey Harrington, and then you finish. Is that gay? No, oh, there's a chick there, though. No, but is it gay if you had to think of Joey Harrington? And then after that, Charles Rogers. And then after that, Calvin Johnson, Dubs. You aren't going through all the first-round draft picks of the Lions trying to catch me into some kind of... But regardless, is that then gay? If you yes. close your eyes with your chick and you think of a dude to come? Yes. All right, then. Then the opposite is therefore true. Thank you, done and done. Now let's move on to the second half of this story, J-Dub, story number two of guys not wanting their balls. Police seek professionals who removed a Minnesota's testicles. The guy was complaining of chronic pain, and he had to have his testicles removed. They hurt him so bad. Now let's think about this for a moment. We've all been hitting the nuts. Yeah. Uh, some of us worse than others. I, when I was a catcher in baseball, specifically had a foul ball go directly from bat to left nut. I know ball pain, so I can understand. This guy was in severe ball pain. He went to a conventional medical staff. They refused to ha help him cut off his balls. So he hired, quote-unquote, professionals to take off his testicles. The two or three guys he found online. And they helped him there. Apparently, when they came into his home, he was unconscious during the surgery, woke up, and his testicles had been removed, and the professionals were gone. His groin area was bleeding heavily, so he called his daughter. Then she called for help. They found the makeshift operating room set up in the upper level of the house. There were bright lights, an operating table, medical supplies, equipment, and a camera. He was still bleeding. A camera? There was blood in the living room. The hall and the bathroom, according to the affidavit. Now, imagine if you're trying to sell that house later, be like, oh, don't worry about that. That's just the ball blood. Yeah, no and no one's murdered here. Just balls were cut off. My dad just tried to cut his nuts off, went horribly wrong. We'll replace that car before you. It's no big deal. Uh, speaking of, too, have you ever nicked yourself when you're trying to clean up down there? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's That's... crazy how it, just, it doesn't stop. No, the blood keeps on flowing and it stings. There's not a worse thing in the world. They continued to look for the people behind the surgery, suspecting that it wasn't a legal medical procedure. Of course not. Because those who are licensed to practice in Minnesota may only perform uh, the procedure there. He would not say who they were because he didn't want to get them in trouble. Again, 
finding these people online now, to help him. Now, these people... Did, it, he he's fine now, right? There was no, I mean, other well, he than he didn't the, have his nuts. Yeah, other than the bleeding. Well, he didn't want his nuts. So, I and mean, I guess he doesn't have any pain. I mean, it seems like you know they don't say anything about the pain in the story, but you got to assume that it worked. worked. I just don't understand where people go on you know, in Minnesota, of all places, you know, because you had to find a local. So there must be local people in uh, all areas of the U.S. who specialize in nut cutting. That is what you can go online and find. Would you have wanted to be one of these two or three guys that were doing it? Let's say a couple of your doctor buddies say, hey, we got this thing. This guy's going to pay us about 500 each to go to his house and cut his balls off. Want to come hang out and watch? Would you go? I'd have to. I'd have to go watch. What if they said, we're going to snip the testicles, but... We can't take them out because our hands are busy, you know, folding back ball sack. Would you remove the freshly clipped nuts for Am us? Am I on the payroll? No, you're just there as a buddy. No, no. I Put would. me on the payroll. I would. I'd love to handle balls. I'd love nuts. I'm going to isolate that one. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I think it'd be fun to take balls out of a guy. And then you put them into like a in jar. Mouth, yeah. Then you put them in a jar. Hum, and then you go from there. You don't think that'd be kind of a cool medical procedure to no, sit in on? No, and I, it freaks me out so much. I've been sitting here with my legs crossed, protecting myself like you're going to cut off my nuts. Just like uh, we rented a movie. I think it was called Hard Candy. Yeah, Hard Candy. Oh, that movie had me squirming the whole time. Basically, the long and the short of it, and I don't want to give it, I don't want to ruin it, because I actually recommend people going and seeing it and watching it. I don't want to give away the twist, but it is a girl who is kind of setting up guys seeking up a revenge uh setting up a revenge plot for a pedophile mm-hmm. uh known pedophile and there is nut cutting that's not giving anything away yeah. in the movie yeah and that whole scene really had me oh and there's an, I hate to just go through stupid movie areas that made me squirm but uh there's a a show on Showtime called Masters of Horror or Masters of Terror. It's one of these Tales from the Crypt type ripoffs where each week they have another hour uh, just kind of scary story type situation. Well, this one was of this girl who was impregnated by what she said was a demon. So she went to a abortion clinic down the road. It turns out that her father was some guy who always goes and, you know, protests his abortion clinic. Very right-wing guy. Well, he breaks in there to get his daughter out and stop them from killing the baby. And when, she goes in, when he goes in there, he finds the main abortion doctor. And he's, you know, they're, they're fighting, whatever. And uh, he lays him down on a table, straps him down. The abortion doctor. Yeah, the abortion doctor. This right-wing asshole. And cuts a vagina on the man and sticks that hose that they used to use in uh, abortions up the man's makeshift vagina and sucks all this blood and insides out of him to kill him. What the fuck are you watching? This is on Showtime? Showtime. Masters of Horror. How long ago? Uh... Less than a year. Are you serious? Yeah, it used to run the same... uh, Right before or after Dexter. No way! I've yeah. never heard of this before. It sounds awesome. Someone download that and send it to us. 
Dubs will give you the address. Uh, so anyway, there are two stories. Which guy do you sympathize with more? The guy with the ball pain who got some professionals to come in and cut his balls off? Or the guy who wanted to be a woman and cut his balls off? The guy who got the professionals because well, he had a legit reason, like a medical pain reason why he needed to do it. And no one would help him. I mean, he was at his last draw. And the other guy only had to wait two years. I got an idea. Yardstick. Of ball cut? Of ballcutting.com. <laughs> and dubs, instead of shooting yourself. I put scissors at one end and a picture of my nuts at the other. And, uh, and you're willing to snip one. Not oh. even both. But just one, because you could... I'd rather do the yardstick of death. This is a callback for those of you that might just now be tuning in. Dubs is going to do this I'm thing. I'm not committed to it. Yardstickofdeath.com, basically for every bad day. You have a yardstick, you have a bullet on one end, a gun on the other. When they finally meet each other, after, you know, ideally 36 bad days in a row, he would then shoot himself in the head. Or the shoulder or knee, depending on what we decide on. Instead, it's scissors and ball sack. And it's the yardstick of balls, Lance Armstrong. Whatever you <laughs> want to do so that somehow we can end up doing that thing to get us over and getting a gig. Next, Valhefe and J-Dubs. All right, Dubs, before we get to the number one story of the week, mm. let's do the next hack list. Occasionally we'll do a feature. And usually it's one of these lists. We like to hit one of these a week. Yeah. Because uh, they come out all the time. The world essentially is the list, is a list, as is this show. So This is your hack list. Exactly. Next, next with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Dubs, what did you find for the next hack list this week? The top five shocking sex stats about men. Okay. All right. The number, uh, well, they aren't really putting any kind of order. They just kind of list five of them, not, you know, five, four, three, two, one. Uh, one of them is sex on the brain. The idea that men think about sex every seven seconds is often repeated, but rarely sourced. The number doesn't bear up against scrutiny. According to the Kinsey Report, 54% of men think about sex every several times a day, uh, 43% a few times a week, or a few times a month, and 4% less than once a month. All right, so how often do you think about sex? Um, basically, anytime I see a chick I'd like to have sex with. Yeah, for me, it's like five to ten times a day. I mean, I've had that thing before, and I've heard about the every seven seconds thing. Mm. It may be over the course of your lifetime, as many times as you think about sex. That could end up being true. Maybe that's a lifetime thing. I don't even think in a lifetime because, I mean, yeah, as you're younger, you think about it more, but you think about it less as you grow older. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with you every time I see a hot chick or sometimes when I'm with my chick or I see something on television or sometimes I'm just sitting there holding my balls and I'm thinking, you know, I'd like for these to uh, be dipped. Yeah, it's something, you know, Mm -hmm. so I can see where it's maybe more than that. Um, the stereotype about the sex-starved man and the disinterested woman may be more than a cliche. Uh, a woman enters, uh, as she enters a secure relationship, her sex drive begins to plummet. Among guys, the libido is steady no matter how long they've been in the relationship. I don't know if I believe that one. I mean, maybe your, you know, your sex drive is still there. But it's not really for that woman anymore. No, your libido's the same. You're just looking for some other ass. Yeah. I think. I don't think chicks really have interest in sex. The Journal of Urology says the average penis size is 5.08 inches. 
And another one puts it at 5.35 inches. I, so it's right about the same right there. So five and uh, change is basically the average penis length. I got to tell you, you man, uh, that you makes me short? feel good. No, I don't. But I always heard that the average was six inches. So you were a little I came short of that. up short there. So little, you're right at the Depending average. on where I started measuring. So if it was... What do you mean? Well, you can, you know, it's been said you can begin measuring from certain places no, to add length. What, you, you have to start from... Tank. The, yeah, no. The area that goes into the woman, like the deepest area that you can put into a woman, to the end of it. Well, that's not true because I'm fat right now, and as I'm losing weight, it's getting bigger. Yeah, well, then you have a bigger one when you're when you're thinner. Right now, you have to take some uh, inches off. I'm not. That's not right because I got to pull back. I, you know, I pulled back the skin a little bit. But if that's true, dude, then I'm fucking hurting. That's not. <laughs> that's not cool. I don't like those rules. We're not gonna go by that. Um, tell me about this one: the spread of AIDS and these uh, shocking sex stats about men. All right, I found this one to be the most shocking. Uh, the truth of HIV isn't nearly uh, as easy to spread through heterosexual sex as many think. According to a study in the Journal of American Medical Association, men almost never get HIV from women. A healthy man who has unprotected sex with a non-drug-using woman has a 1 in 5 million chance of getting HIV. And that's so, unprotected. Unprotected, no dome. Uh, if you're with a chick who doesn't you know, use needles and that kind of stuff, 1 in 5 million chance. Too bad for me, I can't find many that don't use drugs. <laughs> um, and if you do use a dome, one in 50 million. That's, that, that's pretty thin right there. If you're a hetero male, it's hard. I always, I always find it odd that it is tougher for guys to get it than chicks to get it. Well, uh, the reason is because guys are sending fluid, more fluids into women. You aren't taking many fluids in. When you're having sex with a woman. It's a good thing girls don't like lubricate or anything. Otherwise, you would figure you get all sorts of stuff on your penis. <laughs> they do. But you get it on there, it just really? usually doesn't go in the tip. That'd be the only place. That's so odd to think that stuff could go inside the tip of your penis. But, I mean, usually you clear it out when you blow that load, you know? So, even if stuff does. All right, what if you got, like, a cut on the inside of the tip of your penis? I'm sure that, that would up your chances. Like, what if you just stuck a little knife in there, right, in that urethra? And Stop. Just, like, did a little slit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that, that would up the chances. I, I'm just trying to figure out where this all stacks up. And then the final, in the uh, five shocking sex stats about men, surveys find that the average sex session lasts between three and ten minutes. Um, the average hotel porn viewer watches for just 12 minutes. I gotta say, on average, my jerk session's probably longer than my sex session. That's not too out of line, I don't think, with uh, where I fall in as far as that kind of goes. You gotta think, too, sex wasn't meant to be long. No. Otherwise, women would lubricate, because then they it just kill. Gets... Really? Yes. Hmm. Um, prove it, I guess. <laughs> but, as it turns out, though, a lot of times, what ends up happening is, you know, you're supposed to have quick sex. You look in the animal world, you're not supposed to be there for 30, 45 minutes at a time. And it's a, it's really about the guy getting his nut on, and it's up to the chick to be able to get hers, too. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's pleasurable for a reason, because you're supposed to want to do it. But it's supposed to be quick as for, you know, you know, reproduction purposes, so you're supposed to be going in, getting out, and doing your thing. All right, you had some shocking sex stats you wanted to go through just personally? Well, I mean, I, I, I think that uh, maybe 
there are more out there. Uh, I rarely, personally, think of the girl I'm with, maybe for the first time, only the first time with the chick, I'll think of her. That I can't anymore. I have to think of either someone I haven't had sex with or someone I had sex with in the past. Is there someone that the XM Nation would know that you have thought of during sex? I don't like think anyone so. related to Ron and Fez? No. Like some t- at some point while you're having sex with your ex chick, you didn't close your eyes and think of Crazy Jen. No. Just so that you could get out. No, off. no, no, never Crazy Jen. <laughs> How about Lily? Uh, no. No one? No, I don't think anybody in the XM Nation would know. It's usually. Uh, I'm going to go home and people. bang my chick and think of Crazy Jen. I'm going to listen to her <laughs> <Go> podcast <for laughs> and then just do it. Um. Uh, what's this next one you have written down? Uh, oh, yeah. This is something we had uh, a conversation about at home a while back. You seem to think, Cafe, that everybody licks the butt. They do. I don't believe it. You've never licked no, an asshole I've before? No, I've never licked an asshole. It's ever. right there next to the pussy. How do and you not balls. go down? I know what you're into. All right. You already used that joke once to show. You've never gone down another inch? No. Never. You never licked a girl's taint. No. She loves it. I stay... They go crazy. I stay at the upper quarter of the inch of the pussy when I'm licking. <laughs> You're awful, I then. don't go down How that. often do you eat a pussy? Uh, I, I'll do it, you know, <laughs> you when just, it's called you for. You just look disgusted. <laughs> you honestly looked horrified by the thought of a vagina. No, the vagina... You did it. No. You got a sick look on your Because face. I'm thinking of the butt, too. I, I don't think that the... But is anywhere you should be sticking your tongue. Have you ever had anal? Have you? <laughs> One time I tried to with my ex. I talked her into it, and uh, I, you know, I loved to run bits even during sex. And this was very early on in our relationship. Uh, I was ready. I had her bent over. I lined up, and just drove forward. <laughs> And she buckled like a belt. She just <laughs> fell right to the floor. <laughs> and I couldn't help but laugh. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen Why'd in my life. Why'd she buckle? Because she wasn't ready for what it. What do you mean she wasn't ready? She was ready, but she thought I'd ease it. <laughs> and you just went for Oh, I... Didn't you worry that you could have broken your cock? I wasn't even thinking of that at that point. I was just thinking, oh boy, this is going to be funny. And if I can, if I can uh, get it right here, I dump her. You know, if I can't, if if there's no uh, problem doing this, I have to leave her right away. And she was just mad at you. What did no, she it, say? It, oh, she was pissed. She was livid. Did you get to keep going or no? No, no, it was over right there. <laughs> and I didn't mind that. I had my laugh. I don't see if there's anything wrong with licking a butter too. I mean, oh. whatever. What are you gonna do? If she's not. into it, she's uh, into what it. What am I gonna do? I'm not. You also say that makeup sex isn't good for you. I me? never enjoyed makeup sex. I'm still angry. <laughs> if it's makeup sex, I still have the thing that I'm pissed off about in my mind. I don't like one night stands. I love them. I'm like E on Entourage on in that particular point. Uh, I, I kind of have to know the chick and like the chick before I'll do it. And you have to, the worst part about it is lying to the girl beforehand when they say, I'll never hear from you again. No. No, you'll hear from me again. You were telling me it was we were, before we were do the show. I was like, dude, so when was the last time we got some ass? And you told me. You go, I haven't talked to her since. Not a word. I'm like, God damn, how do you do that? I don't have that in my nature. And she was one of those ones that are like, 
uh, you'll never talk to me again if we have sex. I'm like, nah, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. I don't know wrong. how you live with yourself, man. <laughs> I feel bad for her. I don't even know why I, I would feel I mean, bad for I mean, even at that point, you know, when I'm saying no, I mean it. I'm like, no, I'll talk to you again because I want to hit it again. But then, <laughs> then I don't. I want to move on. I don't want you to think that I like you <laughs> at all. I know that's terrible to say. I just am disconnected. What's next? All right, Dubs. We'll come back. We'll do a complete recap mm-hmm. of the top ten stories of the week and also the features. Hit some of what wasn't next worthy. And then finally give you the number one story of the week. Thank you for checking us out on XM202. We'll do all our thank yous in a second. But learn more at myspace.com slash next radio i'm hefe that's dubs we're next on xm i'd love to handle bowl next 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 not next worthy here are some stories that didn't make the cut but are worth a mention in a second we'll give you a complete recap of this week's top 10 stories according to us i'll have and j dubs next myspace.com slash next radio and of course give you the number one story of the week first though some stories not next worthy I uh, just didn't have a chance to get into them completely. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stories happening during a week, and, uh, you know, 10's just not enough, so we'll run through a few that maybe didn't make it. Start with one that we actually just had to cut on the fly. Yeah. Men bored with marital sex after five years. About 80% of guys that face uh, erectile dysfunction five years into their marriage because of having sex with a single partner. And that's what I've been saying for a long, long time is that... ED is not a real thing. It's not a medical thing. It's a mental thing. And it, it, we, as men, are courteous because we take the blame for it. When it's actually you. You've gotten bored. And you've gotten boring because of that. So we make up a whole thing that we have to take drugs to get hard to have sex with you. Because you aren't really that good anymore. You don't excite and you won't let us go get Poon somewhere else or bring Poon into the relationship. And yes, I'm going to say Poon again. Yeah, I mean, not the fact that I don't think my chick will excite me in five years, but that whole kind she of won't. thing. I've, I mean, it's a natural thing. I've been there before, and it keeps me from proposing to her because I just worry. That's why I'm trying to get her into to chicks. I'm like, if you can accept the fact that we need to bring in the occasional chick here and there to spice things up, then, hey, maybe we're going to have something going on. Another thing not next worthy, Dubs, Bloggers Eye Union Membership. Uh, a lot of the bloggers online say they work hard and they don't have benefits, so they want to unionize, and I'm with them. I don't understand, though. It's not really a corporation or something like that, or something that, you know, really pays from, like, you know, like a, a higher end. I mean, it's all kind of on you, of being a blogger. None of that matters to me. I would like to create a podcaster's union, and I think there are specific issues we need to look at. Health insurance, mm-hmm. I have a bleeding butt. I'd like for our podcaster's union to get that taken care of. I also, too, want to make sure that a, a lot of these illegals coming over... Um, 
don't come here and take our good podcasting gigs. <laughs> yeah, our cherry podcasting gigs. Do we really know if CT or Jiven are allowed to work in this country? No. These are things that I want to figure <laughs> out, and we need a podcasting union to make it happen. Jihad the Musical. Yes, uh, there's a musical causing quite an uproar over in uh, England because it's Jihad the Musical, all based on Bin Laden and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Basically, it's based behind a couple of guys who maybe want to go one way, get sucked into the whole terrorist thing, yeah, and, and their process of going through to yeah, committing a jihad. It's a, it's a musical, and I mean, I think it's kind of a rip-off from the producers type thing. Yeah, where it's they did satirical. The, yeah, where they did the, uh, what was it, uh, 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 springtime for Hitler, right. and it became really big because it was just so shocking. Everybody thought it was artsy. Uh, I don't see a big problem with it. The songs are, you know, my Mohammed, which is kind of odd. No, uh, beheading to the theater. Also, Dub's not next worthy. <laughs> I'm just not gonna let you roll out puns. Kids prefer Mickey D's rappers. They did a study where they had essentially the same food in a regular display or wrapped up in McDonald's wrappers and kids overwhelmingly said that the stuff that was in the McDonald's wrappers tasted better. I've never understood the uh, McDonald's tasting better than anything else. You know, I, the only time I ever have McDonald's is when I'm like, you know what, I want something that I know. And that's why I have it. It's not because, man, I want something really good. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with McDonald's. It's just, you know, it's cheap and it's, you know, something you know. That's the only appeal to it. This says more about advertising and how it works on kids. Mm-hmm. And advertising genuinely works. That is probably the biggest thing to come out of this whole study. Another thing that came out related to advertising, energy drinks, pretty much the exact same amount of caffeine as that's in coffee. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked it up actually to see, you know, if uh, how much... Um, caffeine I'm getting compared to if I drink coffee, and it actually Starbucks has more than most of uh, the uh, the uh, energy drinks. Uh, I remember when that cocaine came out, energy drink. That was one of the very few that had more than Starbucks coffee. And essentially, these energy drinks are coffee for the next generation, mm-hmm. which we all know don't usually drink coffee, but will live off of two or three monsters a day, as a lot of guys will live off of five or six cups of coffee That's a day. why I'm really not too worried about you know what the effects of these energy drinks will be. Oh, I'm sure they cause cancer, but everybody's I, doing it, so yeah, I, I mean, think that's why we all have it. But then uh, people have been doing coffee for the same amount of time, and they are dying of cancer too, so I'm, I'm, I'm just planning on it being about the same as what's going on right now. Teen bingers prefer liquor... According to a study, beer for grown-ups, kids especially like the liquor because it's easy to sneak the stuff from parents. Well, I can see that. Um, but I always, as a kid, drank beer because it was cheaper and I had someone to go buy for me. You know, So that was why I bought beer instead of liquor. But Dude, if I could sneak liquor, like I would Mad Dog 2020 and Boone's Farm, does that count as liquor or beer? I would say that would be more on the beer side. like the Because it's like and a wine. wine? Yeah, beer and wine right. type thing. So I think that would fall on the beer side because liquor, I would say, is... When you're a kid, uh, and for some reason, these uh, liquors are only what you drink as a kid. You'll never drink it as an adult. The Goldschlager, the uh. Uh, the Aftershock, the Avalanche. Uh, Everclear. You ever heard of a, a, a grown-up drinking Everclear? No, never. We, you know, As you grow older, you become more sensible about your yeah. drinking. You don't want to just drink it. Because I, would, I wouldn't mix either. 
you know? Uh, now, I would never drink just straight liquor from a bottle. But as a kid, boom, I would have a Captain Morgan right down my throat, no mixer. And then finally, J-Dubs, and not next worthy before we move on, could Mr. Wright be white, more black women considering dating out, dating outside the race? Are they going to be going for fat white guys? Is that the whole thing? <laughs> we didn't get to the article. I don't know. Maybe yes. If you missed it, here's, here's what, what was next. next. All right, Dubs, here was this week's top ten, excluding one, which we are about to get to. Number ten, Brittany accuses mom of sleeping with K-Fed. That mm-hmm. led us into a conversation of dome or no dome and various chicks and whether or not we'd bear back with them. And I think it's a fun thing for you whenever you're just hanging out with your buddies and you see somebody famous on TV, you bear back in it or not, would or, you? You know what? Even if you're just walking around and you see randoms, because there's a look. To a girl, you right. know you wouldn't, you know, bareback it with you. Like, no, I wouldn't take the chance. Number nine, Chinese birth control slogans were controversial. Number eight, banning the word bitch in New York City. Number seven, prisoners busted for batching, which is crazy. Mm. You batch in your jail cell, and you could have gotten 60 extra days to your sentence. Then we had our first feature, the next big thing to fear, pillow germs. Number uh, six was white minorities. Becoming the minorities in one out of ten counties in the United States. Number five, that judge from the whole Anna Nicole burial thing got his own uh, television television show out of it for CBS, at least a pilot. And J-Dubs has committed to the yardstick of death.com. And that's the bullet and the gun in 36 days. I'm thinking of it. Uh, Then we got to sports. Barry Bonds, of course, and my special connection to the whole thing. Mike Bassick Jr., I grew up playing baseball against him, and he gave up number 756. Uh, and then Hulk Hogan saying, hey, now's the time. Stop steroids. After Little- I've made all my money off of it. You fucko. Uh, number four, chicks prefer femme guys. Number three, banning texting while driving. I don't even remember what that was because Dubs uh, too busy texting. Number two, hold the nuts, please. Two different stories. Of guys, hey, okay, you have to beg, and their castration. One was wanted to be a woman, another guy had extreme ball pain. Then, our last feature of the week the next hack list the five shocking sex stats about men. And that was Dubs likes to lick assholes. No, that's, that's you. Just disgusting. That's you. Time for number one. Thanks. Number one. Number one. Number one. The number one story. Dubs, this is somewhat of an update that you and I had in a next cast. It was either next cast two or three, mm. and that is based right here out of Florida. A Republican representative, a guy who was going to head up John McCain's campaign in Florida, gets busted in a Florida bathroom offering to blow guys for 20 bucks. Yeah, and uh, ended up being a cop, and now uh, the tapes have come out uh, from him explaining why he was uh, offering money, because, of course, he's pleading not guilty. Right. Um, Here is... I could actually, if you wanted me to, bring up the original... Next, ca- uh, the original newscast. If you want me to do that real fast, if you want to? I think they could set up the story really quickly. Then we could get the update, and then finally from there, uh, some more of the audio. Here is uh, part of the initial 
case. Mm. This is when it very first broke at a press conference. The Republican Republican representative is named Bob Allen, and he's a fat fuck. He looks like a cross between Kevin James and Artie Lang. Should be wearing a Batman shirt. That's just the best way that I... See, now that's things. That's the best way I could describe them. Next download. He's a local lawmaker representing thousands of Central Floridians from Orange County to the coast and is co-chair of the John McCain for President campaign in Florida. But tonight, State Representative Bob Allen is addressing the allegations that he offered an undercover Titusville police officer 20 bucks for the opportunity to perform oral sex. Allen was arrested yesterday at Veterans Memorial Park on East Broad Street in Titusville. Breaking news now is Representative Allen is ready to offer his remarks. Ramin Khalili, live in Titusville. Ramin. My name is Philip Lupo. I'm an attorney here in Titusville. I've got the uh, pleasure to represent Bob Allen in the difficult situation that he's encountered. We hope that Mr. Allen's history of public service will be taken into account, that no one will jump to conclusions. Mr. Allen intends to make a brief statement. When he is done speaking, we will take no questions. Mr. Allen will now make a statement. I wish this situation to no one or any family. My family, my wife, Beth, and I, and my daughter have grown closer in the last 48 hours than we thought imaginable. Uh, Their thoughts and prayers have been extended, and I tell you, that's the power that it takes to win and fight this battle. I am filing a not guilty plea. I am vigorously going to fight this. I am not resigning my office because the people elected me uh, want me to do a good job, and I am going to do a they good job I for them in the finishing this term. This is an ugly and unpleasant situation that has been thrust upon me and my family. Like a cock. That is, is, is not true, it is inaccurate, and it is therefore uh, not guilty. And I will be standing strongly for that. And for people who have been standing with me and my family, it's appreciated. You were just listening into a news conference right there. He is saying that he is going to have a not guilty plea. He is going to fight these allegations. His lawyer backing those statements up. As you could hear, he was getting choked up. And again, <laughs> he is facing allegations that he offered an like undercover Titusville police officer $20 for the opportunity to perform oral sex. He says all of that is untrue. Now more on Representative Allen. He lives in Titusville, was elected to the Florida House of Representatives in 2000. The 48-year-old is married, has a teenage daughter. You heard him referring to them. And Representative Allen once sponsored a failed bill that would have tightened the state's prohibition on public sex. Again, a fucking hypocrite. Yet another in our government. Well, Dubs, here is the latest update on this asshole. Uh, It's great. He has gotten in trouble with some civil rights groups because he said he felt intimidated by the stocky black guy in the restroom (laughs) who he didn't know was a police officer and the several other stocky black guys who were at the park also plainclothes officers. And he thought he was about to be robbed. The officer first mentioned the oral sex for money. Allen simply went along with it, discussing the transaction to avoid becoming a quote-unquote statistic. So his whole reasoning for offering to blow an officer... And give him 20 bucks to do it. Was his fear of black people. So that he wouldn't get beat up by a black guy. And people are pissed over it. So think about that, though. Put yourself in his shoes, okay? Or his knee pads. (laughs) Imagine a big black guy comes up and says, Hey, 
You want to blow me? And then, or, or, or says actually, hey, can I blow you? And then you respond, no, don't blow me, big black man. How about I blow you and give you $20? What sense does that make? Would you end up doing that? What kind of a defense is that? Yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, if it happened to me, be the black guy again. Hey, uh, can I blow you? No, thank you. Alrighty, then. Have a good day. That's as easy as it is. Why do you have to say no, but I'll give you 20 bucks so I can blow you? You know, it, it doesn't take a genius to get out of a situation like that. I'm sorry, and, I was thrown off by the thank you that you gave oh, me. Oh, yeah, I'm very polite to uh, <laughs> black prostitute men. Uh, I, I don't want any trouble. I just want to say no thank you to the blowjob. And, I, you know, it was a nice offer. Yeah, If I was into it, I would be thankful for that offer. Be like, yeah, actually I do. All right, so you have the next download of him talking to the cops. Is that what this is? Yes. Okay. Next download. All right, that was so garbled. It already sounded like he had cocks in his mouth. What did he say? All right, basically what he said was, uh, you know, uh, the guy came up to him, offered him, uh, asked him if he would uh, be wanted a blowjob for 20 bucks. Uh, he said uh, he was uh, scared of the stocky black guy, and there was other stocky black guys in the park, so he was afraid. Uh, so that's why he made that counteroffer. <laughs> and the reason why he went into the restroom where the deed was supposed to take place was because there's lightning around, and he felt that safer. That I understand. I'm afraid of lightning, and it's Florida, and it could kill you. So a lot of fear contributed to him being put into a situation where he would be paying to give head to a black cop. So penis is his pacifier. It's his, <laughs> yeah, binky. his binky. Whenever he's <laughs> afraid, yeah. he just puts it in his mouth and everything is cool. When he went and saw Saw 3, he uh, he was just blowing like crazy because he was afraid. You know, it was a, it was a scary movie. Oh, can you imagine if you let a roller coaster? <laughs> the front card of it? Yeah. He's just like, oh, give me a cock. We're about to go down a 90-degree angle. This is nuts. Literally, this motherfucker's so scared that he's just going to be willing to blow a dude so he doesn't get beat up. The 2000 election must have been hell for him when he uh, first got into the house. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. There ain't any black men around here for me to blow. I can't handle this anymore. His, I'm nervous. His defense for a prostitution <laughs> charge was, I was afraid of the black guys. So instead of getting beaten up or killed, I offered them 20 bucks so I could blow them. <laughs> Holy does, shit. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I think it may work a little bit in middle America. Because if anything middle America understands, it's fear of black people and the willingness to do anything to get out of that. This asshole is going to run for state senate. Mm-hmm. And he'll probably win. Name recognition. Because there, there are enough dumb asses on the east coast of Florida that are going to be willing to elect him to state office because they too fear black people. And probably in some way, through smoking their cigars, want to suck a cock. Well, here's the thing. You will do anything. To get the job done. That's what they think of Bob Allen. You want to survive? You're going to do anything. You'll even blow a black officer. 
He'll suck your cock to cut your taxes. <laughs> Bob Allen. <laughs> wow. There it is. Next. Next. Those are the top ten On the stories. next episode. That had the makings of a number one. Yeah. Hypocrisy. A Republican representative. Blowing black men. Of course it's number one with half and dubs. Hey, this is where we kick out all the thank yous. Not sure we're going to do this again. Could be soon. Might Could be not. later. Could be never. So, no, no. But again, once again, all the thank yous. Starting off with our buddies Ron and Fez, Black Earl, Pitsy. Black Eastside Earl Dave. probably is putting a lot of time into making sure that this happens and this weekend. And if he needs to get his nut on, hey. the guy, a representative of Florida, would like to make you happy. Also want to thank ONA for allowing us to be on the virus. It is an honor. Wiki, Elo, all those boys. And everyone and all of the message boards. Uh, NextRadioFans.com, where you can get the entire hideout library. You also have FullBlownAids.com, WackBag. Uh, you've got ronfez.net, of course, and all our buddies over there. And ronfez.net is carrying a lot of audio from us as well. Like, if you are having trouble finding some things somewhere, uh, I'm sure you can find most of it on nextradiofans.com. But if you are having a problem and a lot of uh, crossover stuff with Ron and Fez, you can find it on ronfez.net. My favorite is tricking Wonderboy into breaking in his own window. That one's fun. That one's a lot of fun. So anyway, I, I hope we didn't leave anyone out. I want to thank the people at News Talk 1040 here in Florida and mm. uh, Tampa that allow us to use their studios to get all this stuff done. So thank you to everybody. I believe that is it. Download the next casts, previous shows, add us as a friend next uh, XM Nation. That is myspace.com slash next radio. Be somebody you always talk good. Question everything and stay classy. <laughs> Until next time, well, bitch, 5,000. 5,000. <laughs>